0: WPA views and latest news on the WWE network until we've watched everything we are with you and we are the WNR Yes, hello. I am, and as always, I am joined by Damn White. And today it's the WNR one six seven part two, two. And it's the WWE versus WCW, and it is June, July, nineteen ninety eight. But first, let's start with the ultimate intro. One, two, three. Hey, baby, sassy, sturdy, Come on, jet these pecs, man. I'm pretty. Do the monkey with me. Do you know what it is yet? No fucking idea. Oh, come on, hey there, baby. Yeah, whatever. Well, that, my friend with was Johnny Bravo. Oh, mother... Shall I do the proper intro? Go on, then. In
1: 1998, WWE and WCW were locked in a ratings war. Their shows, Raw and Nitro, went head-to-head on Mondays. The WNR podcasts go back 20 years right in the middle of the battle. We followed the war since the inception of Nitro, but now with the start of the Attitude Era and WCW still at its peak, the WNR podcasts follow it month-to-month. This is WWE versus WCW, the Monday Night Wars, June july 98
0: we are going to watch today WW slash nwo bash at the beach 1998 and that was the 12th of july unbelievable and we're here now in san diego california usa at your favorite arena dan yes the cox arena
1: there was 10,095 people in attendance
0: yeah and it got a 1.42 buy rate so let's go through the card then uh, so it should be quite an exciting night, and we're going to have a Ravens Rules match, which will be Raven versus Saturn.
1: Well, can we not forget that Villano 4 and Villano 5 defeated Damian and Cyclops in a dark match, in a tag team.
0: Well, up next, we had, we've got Kidman taking on Juventud Guerrera. Yeah, and then, of course, we've got Hair versus Hair, Chave versus Eddie.
1: Here it says Stevie
0: Ray and Chavo Guerrero Jr. Yeah, I know. Chavo versus Stevie Ray as well. And Disco Inferno versus Conan. That should be a cracker. Indeed, yes. We've got the giant going against Kevin Green. WCW Cruiserweight Title on the line. Chris Jericho versus Ray Mysterio. WCW World Television Championship on the line. Bet- Bret Hart is challenging Booker T. And the WCW World Heavyweight Title on the line. Goldberg just won a Nitro. We're defending against Kurt Henning. And then we've got a huge main event. We have indeed, Yes, it is Hollywood Hogan and Dennis Rodman going against DDP and Carl the Mailman Malone. What a match that should be. But we're going to start things off with the Ravens' rules. Match here between Saturn and Raven. Of course, we've seen all these problems between the flock in recent months. And uh, Saturn being kicked out and wanting to become his own man. And we see even the trunks in his look now. He's kinda of gone away from the flock and wants to be his own man and Raven is not happy. Uh, this should be a good one here, of course Raven's rules match. What are the rules of Raven Rules, Dan? There are no rules. So we're looking at the opening promo as well. What are your thoughts on the the opening for the show, Dan? It's a, a very
1: interesting set, bash at the beach, so of course it's set on a beach. You know, it is good though, it's it's something different. They change it out for their pay per views. Halloween Havoc, you know, they've got the gravestones and that. It's, it's good to have a, a bit of back setting
0: that goes along with the storyline. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, the opening promo, though, uh, <laughs> it, that was good as well. We had, like say, beach setting there for that. And we had a shot of Goldberg, of course, becoming WCW champion. And they were more focused on, uh, like you say, the main event with Rodman versus Carl Malone here. But, oh, it's already started and Saturn's gone to reach Raven on the outside and already thrown him into... Barry Cade uh, and then we see of course some commentary Tony Schiavone Bobby Heenan Mike Tenay. Then we get a word from Mean Gene saying everybody's excited at this pay-per-view here and like I say a couple of good matches I'm looking forward to Brett versus Booker that should be great of course Jericho versus Mysterio as well Jericho put Mysterio out of action with a leg injury many months ago and maybe he gets headbutt here wow fucking hell wipes out a fan
1: after throwing uh, Raven into Barricade and it just like literally goes into the fans and nearly near enough takes one out.
0: And now Saturn choking Raven with his own, uh, I think, cloth or t shirt. And again, Raven back first into Barricade. Well, we can forget the last time we were on pay per view with WWE versus, or versus WCW. Wait a minute, Saturn hits Raven with a dropkick. After
1: just stumbling off the top rope.
0: Yeah, <laughs> last time out we were watching WWE King of the Ring nine ninety eight, and I don't really remember anything happening on that pay paper do you do anything happened there
1: no it was quite boring
0: yeah of course I'm joking it was 20 years since the uh, Hell in a Cell Mankind versus Juntaker so would WCW have a moment like that I'm sorry but it's Raven's Rules match there are no rules yeah the referee called for a break because Raven got to the rope while Saturn had a but did Raven get to the rope yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be finances, rules, isn't it? All right. Uh, so, yeah, last time we were out, we had that. We had Austin versus Kane. And we'll be coming back with WWE in a couple of weeks' time, focused on what happened in Raw in June and July. But now, like I said, we're going to catch up with WWE At the end of this as well, at the end of the paper, we will catch up with the Nitros leading up to this. And we tried it intermit between WWE and WCW events. I think it's worked so far. they sat going to the top. They're waving down. Looking for that leg drop off the top rope, but
1: uh, Raven moves out of the way,
0: and Saturn hits nothing but ring mat. And Nick Patrick now, going to administer the count, but Raven's already up, a nice suplex there on Saturn, and now Raven's going to go outside, maybe look for some toys.
1: Oh, that ring looks shit.
0: <laughs> so, we, we, you, you like the setting of the the they're on a beach, and I think that's still quite cool, but... Look how old the ring looks there when he gets... And even the apron's not that nice, is it? Do you know what I mean? No. Do you think it's the same ring they move around? Or do you think it's just the one that's in a local area? I think
1: it's probably the same one that they move around. They take it around and they've got ring technicians and that. But it's,
0: it's just not that pretty. I mean, like, the the ring apron looks really dirty. Yeah. I mean, the logo on it is cool and that. But like you say, you want it more clean. And I think it's like WF production values are getting a little bit better but it's still quite a nice setting and Raven's crotched on the top rope. looking to uh, Saturn's looking to springboard
1: and take Raven out. But Raven ducks it and Saturn tumbles to the outside.
0: And now Saturn's in trouble. The former army ranger. He went missing a couple of years ago but being found now. And Raven there, my God. Side rush and leg sweep sent, Raven, uh, sent Saturn back first into their barricade. Well, Saturn's in serious trouble. Might have concussion there. Right on the back of Barry Kane, unlike WWF, there's no protective uh, casing on the barricade, and the
1: fans just move it back into position.
0: I mean, the fans do seem a bit more rowdy at WW event. I I don't know if that's just, but like just shit they throw in and say. Like even the Goldberg match that we saw last episode, you know, the, the rubbish that got thrown in there, it didn't ruin the moment, but it just looked untidy, didn't it? You know, like. Yeah. Oh, okay. security maybe do a better job, and Raven definitely control this one. That in the middle of the ring now.
1: You know, there's rumours that some of these fans are letting for free, and they're not paying an awful lot for their tickets.
0: Yeah, I mean, this could be the problem sometimes, and even WF do it with some events, you know. But WWE's still a hot prospect, like you mentioned last time out. You know, they're still hot in their own right. Just don't compare them to WWE, compared to any other company. And they're still making, you know, what was it, 400 million a year. So, it's it's good going, especially considering it was before. It's just greed, isn't it? And Raver's got the sleeper. Oh.
1: But then, again, you know, they could, have, they could have made a lot more if they weren't reliant on putting all their money into Nash, who can't wrestle, Hogan, who can't wrestle. You know, tying up big contracts for blokes that just can't wrestle and have given themselves creative control. And it just... You know, eventually fucks up the product completely. This is the
0: thing, and we know, you know, we <coughs> learned now with Saturn and Raven that they they are good workers, and who knows what could have happened if they're given more to do. Like I said, the focus on the Hogans and stuff. Let the other guys have a chance. You could have bred something else. And also, if you got rid of Luger or even a Hogan, they'd gone back to WWF. Do you really do you really think that would have worked with Austin and Rock and all those other people there? No, definitely you
1: know? not. I don't reckon WWF would have had them back.
0: And it's weird, you know, so if they're not wanted there, what would have happened? And Saturn's recovered. He was hitting some beautiful karate kicks in the corner. Now he's got the steel chair. He just hit Raven with it. Now he's springboard, springboard leg
1: drop straight across the chair that was perched on Raven's face. Saturn into the cover. One, two. Oh. Raven just managing to kick out. Oh. Ah.
0: Yeah, I play a lot of wrestling games and I would love to have a WSW game now on the PS4. That was the roster in 1998 because there was so much you could do match-wise and storyline-wise. You could never get bored, you know. Just imagine the kind of shit you could do as Saturn's got the chair. Oh, my God. Ravens rules, it's legal. But
1: Saturn with a double (laughs) backdrop on both Sick Boy and Lodi.
0: And now Saturn's got the chair. Sets it up. <coughs> Your lady rigs in trouble then, And Saturn's got Raven in trouble. He just bulldogged him headfirst into the still steps. And beach flock. I so don't think he's going to help him out. Now Saturn's getting another table. And what a crazy way to start a pay-per-view. It's been quite entertaining so far. It has, yeah. I'm enjoying the match. And what's Saturn got planned here?
1: Is this one of them non-collapsing tables? uh?
0: Yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? Well, he's got a table for two if he wants it.
1: Table for two. Add one more (laughs) and you get a great TV show.
0: Oh, my God. Raven is on a table and Saturn's setting up the other table on top of him. Uh Uh-oh. And now Saturn is a little bit crazy. Oh, and here comes Canyon saving him. Saturn doesn't know that. Oh, my God.
1: How does Saturn not know that?
0: Well, how did he miss the tables as well? He skimmed the top. None of them broke. Canyon throws him in. What do you think Canyon was doing? Giving him a pep talk. And now he raises the hand of Raven. Oh, there you go.
1: Sends him face first into the steel chair.
0: So Canyon doesn't want to be part of the flock either. It's really not going well for Raven at the moment. I
1: think it's going even worse for Saturn.
0: <laughs> well, Saturn's in there now.
1: Yeah, because he's just been thrown in.
0: Yeah, there he goes. Lodi puts him on Saturn. Goes for the cover. One, two.
1: two. Oh! Saturn just managing to kick out. And the referee's dabbing.
0: <laughs> it looks like TJP like that. And Raven slowly gets to his feet. What's that, love? He's got the chair set up. Here we go. Irish whip. Drop toe hold. Oh.
1: Saturn face
0: first into the chair.
1: Raven with a roll up. One, two...
0: No, referee's really slow there counting. Only got the two. And Raven's two. getting annoyed.
1: Looking to hit Sam with a chair, but Sam with a super kick. Takes out Raven.
0: And here comes Riggs. But Sam picks him up, Death Valley Driver. Oh! Drops him with that. Oh, God. <coughs> Raven with a kick, even flow DDT. Turns him round. Um Two, three. Raven wins. Ravens rules. And what the flock is going on there, Dan? What are your thoughts on that match?
1: I thought it was a bloody good match. I just didn't really like the ending.
0: So yeah, that match, good, isn't it? Um, yeah. The mean jeans here now. Wow, look at the mean gene. And he wants to talk to Eddie. So uh, yeah, I think a uh, great way to start the show having Raven versus Saturn. Ravens rules. The kind of rules leads it to a quite enjoyable match, and I think both men brought it well. I think Raven getting the victory under those circumstances. I'm not really sure on -on one-on-one, maybe could he get the job done against Saturn, but that's the storyline possibilities opened up. We wonder what Eddie's going to have to say. And he's going to have a hair-versus-hair match with Charvo later, and Mean Gene, of course, be good to talk to about that. Yes, well,
1: you know, uh, Mean Gene's not really qualified to talk about a hair-versus-hair match because he lacks it apart from his top lip look at that beautiful moustache
0: rumour has it rumour has it Mean Gene was a founding member in Moustache Mountain do you know who he founded it with?
1: Whom? one Adolf Hitler.
0: well he has got a crazy look in his eyes and Charvo's been walking around with a wooden horse called Pepe recently so I don't know who's the crazier Guerrero hoping to find out tonight he's going to make sure he ends Charvo well, Eddie's going to get someone else to do it for him, you know. Steve Ray's got a match of Chave first, and then he said he's going to pick up the pieces. It's a grow away though, isn't it? Well, you can
1: lie, you can cheat, and you can steal. But if you must lie, lie on the arms of a loved one. If you must cheat, cheat death. And if you must steal, steal away from bad company.
0: Well, right, Eddie, cheat to win. Mean jeans ready for action. Cause who can forget, two years ago... On this, on this day, on this day, Bash at the Beach, night night six, when Hogan joined the NWO, very first time. Two year long storyline, still not sorted out. Now, I mean, nowadays we haven't got any storylines that started two years ago. Have we? Well, you could argue Reigns and Lesnar, but who wants to? We're gonna get our next match more flock,
1: getting a flock out of it. Well,
0: no, seriously, and here comes Kidman, and he's gonna be. in action, of course, Lodi coming out here.
1: Yes, he's going to go against Juventud Guerrero. Well, Hoovy's had his
0: problems with Reese recently. But did you this... start then, Reese recently? <laughs> no, no, I did not. And this should be a more cruiserweight based action to get this started. Of course, Hoovie losing the mask, and uh, the reason why Bischoff didn't like mask wrestlers, he wanted to get away from that. He thought he could market them more uh, without a mask, and we can see the push Hoovy's got since. You know, beating Reese and feuding with a flock, my God. Who would do Greer? One of those guys, I think, thought he was a lot better than he actually was. You know, what, what I've seen of him, yeah, he's all right, but he was never an 11 of Mysterio, you know. And even Kidman, I think Kidman's very underrated in that way.
1: I think Willie Skidman is.
0: I think not only you got to look at his WWE success and what he did, I mean, he had a feud of Hogan in the end. Coming over to WWE with uh, Tory Wilson originally, part of the uh, Invasion storyline. And then having a feud with the Cruiserweight Championship. I can always remember when it was Kidman Mysterio against the world's greatest tag team at Vengeance. And it was a fucking unbelievable tag team match. And I thought, my guys, this is so exciting. And this should be great as we start already. Colin and Albo tie up both men. And the juice is loose in this one.
1: And both men just rumbling around the ring. Bit of a stalemate. They're both going for big right hands. Another Colin Elbo tie up. Billy Kidman sneaks in a side headlock.
0: A great way to start. We've had a hardcore match, now cruiserweight. This is what WWE can show at a pay per view what they're all about. You know, some people might not watch Night Shows or Thunders, but you go back to a pay per view, you can see the basis of what we got. Like I said, we've got a good card apart from the main event, you know, that's gonna be a struggle. But we'll get through it as we always do, and that was nice between two men. Yeah, both
1: men tumbling about the mat, looking for hip log takedowns. And juice winning that one, flipping over. Kidman looking for a clothesline. Juice ducking it. Getting a couple of backhanded knife-edge chops across the chest of Kidman.
0: And Kidman definitely feeling that, but managing to reverse the Irish whip. Ducks down. Hoovey flipping over. Oh, lovely spinning head scissors takedown. Now Kidman struggling to get to the ropes. And the crowd definitely behind too. Where's Flair sign. Kidman clotheslined out. There's not a... I thought that was Bray Wyatt then. <laughs> well, Lodi's out here. I've has got pause, this is fucking mental. Right, so I've just gone through the 11 matches. Every one, only one match goes over. Well, two matches go over 10 minutes. The Raven match we've just seen, that's 40 sec- 10 minutes 40 seconds. The Eddie Chalve match is like nearly 12 minutes. Everything else is under 10 minutes, apart from the main event. 20? 20. 24 minutes long. And that's not included in the intro. Look at the gap. Look at the hole. I thought it was a Chris Benoit We're going to have here. to fill. Oh, Lodi holding up Kidman. How can this go wrong? Well, Kidman ducks out the way. Uh even two ducks out the way. No, Lodi's yeah. got Hoovy. I don't know how this could go wrong. Well,
1: Hoovy could duck out the way and Kidman would take out his friend Lodi. And then the juice jumps off the springboards his way out to the outside, takes down both Lodi and Billy Kidman. And who wrestled in his fake side?
0: <laughs> the good one, mate. Come to a fucking wrestling show. A Hooven Tood Looks to be doing well at the moment and kicking a hat at Lodi. That apron's annoying me now. We brought that up. They should have really done something about that. It just looks filthy. I know. Just you know, and even a mat that the things on doesn't look clean. You know what I mean? It's not like it's aesthetically pleasing. Both men back in. Kim and Irish whipping Hooven in the corner. Hoovey ducking, ducking over. Kidman trying to suplex. Hoovey turns it round. Oh, Will Barras takes him straight over
1: his head and just plants him on the back of his neck.
0: Kidman now going to go for the cover. No, he's just basically a choke referee saying, why are well, you making a call? That's Mark Curtis in there. It looks like he's riddled with AIDS. Yeah, I no, His cancer got him. And Kidman throwing Hoovey out, eliminates him for a rumble. And onto those mats, which are wafer thin. They are, James. They're millimetres thick and placed on top of concrete. I've, I've learned that from you. And now Kidman's got Hoovy going to try and powerbomb me on the outside. No. Oh, flips him straight over and sends him throat first into
1: barricade. And I've learned that the abdominal stretch was made famous
0: by Wilbur Schneid Shakespeare. Exactly. Wilbur Oh, Wilbur Kit. Schneider. Wilbur Schneider. Back in 1916. Who the they for? Eh? We'll go through the history of wrestling at some point in this podcast. You can't wait for Frank. All right, go away a bit. Kidman, I was about to say, George Hackenschmidt and Frank A. Gotch. But let's concentrate on this. As Kidman comes flying off the apron, Hoovy catches him.
1: Well, Hoovy ducks out of the way. Kidman goes knees first into Barry Cade. And then
0: Hoovey just flips him over. This is turning into kind of rules match. Spent more outside there's a bit more time on the outside than they have inside Kidman trying to run away and Hoovy now sunset flip looking to plant Kidman and
1: does eventually onto them wafer thin mats and of course you know just how thin
0: they are well they are wafer thin and Kidman is in serious trouble is that on tarmac it looks that way doesn't it and Hoovy with the elbow drop might be a certain carpet potentially and now Hoovy throws Kidman back in now it gets in. Fans booing Lodi. Now Kidman's getting set up in a corner. Oh.
1: Oh. Kidman with a low bow. Set out powerbomb from the second rope. Hoovy's been folded up.
0: Kidman, I think he hurt his butt bone. <laughs> And What? <laughs> and the butt bone's very important him and go for the cover, but, oh, Hoovey kicks out. Oh. Uh, was ref- refereeing. The standard of refereeing in 1998 is atrocious. And I know it probably hasn't improved as much as we hope. But, I mean, that was a low blow on the top. And it was just kind of let, let go go, by the referee. Well, in the referee's defence, I'm sure he's more concerned about his cancer. He's... <laughs> oh. He will be missed. Too soon. Nami. <gasps> I thought you put his finger up at him then. My God. And now Kidman's got to sleep on Hoovey. Hoovey gets his feet. Oh, a couple of
1: punches and chops. But Kidman turns it around. Throws him into the corner. Irish whip to the corner. But Juice gets his feet up. Looking for a close on Kidman ducks it. Juice ducks one from Kidman. Catches another couple of knife-edge chops. Kidman ducks the third one. Rolled up by Hoovey. Kidman managing to kick out.
0: Uh, uh, straight up to his feet with a lovely vertical drop kick. Well, that was right on the button there for Billy Kidman and both Ben going through the uh, paces here. And the crowd, probably not as invested as I would like, but this is still great action. And now Kidman, Irish whipping, Hooventude. Again, Ducks down low gets kicked in the face. Oh. Who are they looking to
1: take out Kidman, but... Kidman side steps it, kicks his legs over just enough so he goes through
0: the second and third rope. And then Kidman is not going to leave him there. He's going into he's going to the top. But well, recovers quickly, he goes to meet Kidman. Oh, this is a dangerous predicament for both men. And Kidman's not going to suplex Huve out of the ring, is he? Well, he's looking for it. Both men are holding on. Oh, Hoovy crutches
1: Raven. Uh, crutches Kib- Kidman on the top rope in exactly the same place as Satin
0: crutched oh. Raven earlier. And that is fucking brilliant. There, springboard into the Hurricane Runner pin attempt. Kidman somehow kicking out. Uh. And that was nice by both. And now Hoovy Irish trip again. Catch him with kind unorthodox Northern Lights. Kidman getting the shoulder up. Simple oh, but effective yeah.
1: rake from rake to the eyes from Kidman. But Hewve catches him. Oh,
0: my God. Turns him round. Kidman lands on his neck but gets the shoulder up at two. Two. Oh, lovely
1: bulldog from Kidman. One, two. Oh. managing
0: to kick out. Ah. Uh-huh. Now Kidman's showing a little bit of frustration here. Can't put Huve to the way. Uventude sweeps
1: the legs, takes Kidman over, looking for a pin attempt, but Kidman takes it up, tests the strength time now between these two. Uvry misses, and Kidman German, but no! Uventude driver! Bang! Hits it. Two. two.
0: Oh! Where Kidman managing to kick out. Uh-huh.
1: Looks a bit like the Tyler driver.
0: Well, Kidman there showing his toughness, getting the shoulder up. It's like the Mishinoki driver, isn't it? It is like the driver. Oh, and a spine bust there by Kidman. Perfectly set up in the corner. Like seven year itch. I like to call it the shooting star. Oh! But well, Hooventoo managed to
1: sit up just in time. Billy Kidman hits nothing but Matt. Straps are down. The
0: juice means business. Well, we've seen shooting star now. Hoovie's going to go up. Here he comes, 450. Oh. oh! Hits it. One, two. My God! And who and gets the victory? And again, I don't know if my eyes are deceiving me, but are we two matches down and two quite enjoyable matches in? I oh, would, I would go with that. Yeah. I mean, what a, like the opposite of like the first one? Yeah, we saw a little bit of hardcore stuff on the outside, but I think really, really good between the two men. Each clicked. I know they face each other on Nitro, but some of those moves, like the springboard Hurricane Runner and uh, the, the two finishes, like, wouldn't be out of place today. No, and, definitely not. And that's something that they, they definitely bring to this. And a really, really nice start to the pay per view. Do you know why? Why? No NWO. <laughs> For life. Oh, my God. We're backstage. Oh, com. Well, thank God it doesn't work anymore because Conan's on there. On the way. la Raza.
1: life. life.
0: And he's on there with Newt Gringage and Pat Tanaka. But he's not like he that. Look at that laptop. I know. My God. State of the art. That would kill a man. That's probably got at least... 12 megabytes of memory. At least 14 megabytes of child pornography on that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why is everyone wearing Bray Wyatt
0: shirts? Look at the USB stick behind them. That's mental. (laughs) 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 Well, let's see what happens here. The rest of the pay-per-view. And I can hear Harlem Heat's music. Is it going to be Booker da, T? La, 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 is it going to be Booker? La, 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 la. Our fa- one of our favourites. It's going to be... Oh, no. Uh, Stevie Ray. Sorry, everybody. Didn't mean to get your hopes. No, Stevie Ray is out here. Calls one half of Harlem Heat. Going against Charvo. The very less talented, yeah. I never got Stevie Ray. Never, never got him. The no time, no time, no time, no time champion. No, I, I really didn't. I didn't get it. I like, I like Booker T, but Stevie's kind of like, yeah. If Booker T didn't have the kind of talent that would be Stevie Ray. You know, I don't know. Really people might say, oh no, fuck off, Stevie Ray. Well, give me five good Stevie Ray matches and I'll watch them. You know what I mean? Like that's easy enough, isn't it? Give me five. I could give you five Charlie Guerrero matches and it'd be quite good. Kane. Kane, uh, against Ray Mysterio, when he actually beat Mysterio in an eye quit match, just shattered his knee, against uh, Eddie Grau at the Royal Rumble when he turned his back here, Not back here. You know what I'm trying to say. In the future when we're watching it, but in the past when we're recording it. And Chavo's out here, and he is a fry short of a Happy Meal. He's got a water gun, but he's got an inflatable just in case he goes down tonight. But no Pepe, I'm upset we have seen him. And Chavo's definitely got a, a screw loose. And I think that is thanks to Eddie. Eddie's just constant bombardment on Chavo, making him feel bad, made him snap. And that can happen sometimes. That's what happened to Jared. He just one day just disappeared into the woods. We haven't seen him. Who? Exactly. And Chavo's going to be here with Stevie. I mean, who do you favour in this match? Oh, I've got back Chavo. I mean, you know, you you can't go against crazy. I mean, and Chavo is crazy. And Eddie's... Already got the scissors ready for the hair versus I'm glad hair
1: that he's walking
0: and not running with scissors. Yeah, but he's holding the scissors the wrong way. But like he said, he is walking, so that is fine. And Chavo, I think, realising Eddie's at ringside, he's got the microphone. Chavo's dedicating this match to his favourite wrestler. And that is Eddie Guerrero, and he's ready for action now. And Guerrero was loving it a couple of weeks ago, watching Goldberg destroy Chavo. Will he enjoy it tonight? A size difference.
1: But a speed difference as well, though.
0: And that's what Chavo's got to be quick. And a talent difference. Well, he can't pose, he can't mock Stevie, he's going to be in trouble. And he really is bringing out a character here, Chavo. Look at Chavo dancing away. Now he wants Stevie to dance.
1: He's passing it over, but Stevie's having none of it. Booker T
0: would have danced. He wins for the need. And now, Chavo. Oh, we go. Gentleman as he is. And Eddie cheering on Charvo there, see, that's nice. Shake the hands, uh oh. Stevie Ray's got a grip on Charvo's hand. Oh, and Charvo said that Stevie had him submission and that he tapped out from it. And Stevie's like, well, oh, no, I didn't really have a submission in. And was like, no, no, you did, you beat me. And that is genius from Charvo. Because Stevie. Well, that is genius from Charlie. So I guess we're wrestling now, Len. Hair versus hair. Stevie's gone. And Charvo there saying, right, I'm ready for you. Eddie's plan has backfired. And we're going to get Eddie Guerrero versus Charvo next. What a stroke of genius there by Charvo Guerrero. And we always talk about Eddie being the clever one. Charvo showing a bit of smarts. So we're going to get the match underway. So we are finally going to see Charvo versus Eddie. Of course, they wrestled last month with Charvo winning, but now. There's hair on the line. I mean, if Eddie lost that signature mullet, that'd be awful, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but he would look silly without that beautiful mullet of his. No, well, so there's a lot on the line. Who is the better greer? We're going to find out. Charvo And Charvo knocks him down with a shoulder block. Showing his strength. Leapfrog by Eddie. And Charvo biting Eddie on the derriere. And the fans loving it. And Eddie doesn't know what the hell's going on you got to think how many times they've wrestled each other. You know, close age, even though they are uncle and nephew. must have wrestled each other hundreds of times. At least thousands of times. They know each other's styles, don't they? And Eddie's making sure he doesn't need a rabies shot. It's Chava at the moment. Which is crazy. Eddie comes back at him and Charles Robson can't believe that. Oh, my God, you do not want to see that. It's great acting by Eddie. It is. It's good acting by the both of them, especially when they dislike each other. Bring that kind of comedy element to it as well. It's something that I do enjoy. And people say, well, comedy doesn't equal money. Well, there's nothing wrong with having a laugh. I don't see a problem with that.
1: Charvo's having a dance. He's inviting Eddie to do it.
0: Well, I believe that was the Funky Chicken by Charvo. And Eddie's getting
1: frustrated, (laughs) kicks the bottom turnbuckle, hurts his ankle.
0: And he's holding it like the dance move. Charvo's saying, yeah, you're going to play along now.
1: Now Chavo's perched on the ropes. Eddie brings a chair into the situation. Situation.
0: And now Chavo's got the chair.
1: Now Chavo's just sitting <laughs> where he wants. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess Alistair Black was a fan of Chavo when he was a young man. And Eddie now's going to take advantage, No, Eddie doesn't know what's going on. And now he's going to try handshake. He's going to try to play it on his terms.
1: They're trying to out-Guerrero each other, I suppose.
0: And Chavo doesn't want to fall for that one. Well, this is how Stevie Ray got the submission, don't forget. So that's a dangerous move. And now Eddie on his knees. He crosses his heart and hopes to die. Oh.
1: Easy.
0: Easy. He's back to his feet. There we go. No. Oh, but Chavo pulls him in. Clotheslines his Uncle Eddie down. Eddie now with a kick to the gut. Trying to get some punches. But Chavo reverses it. A high back. Body, Eddie all the way over. Oh, my God. I think he hit the lights. And now he's going to hug <laughs> Charles Robinson. Chavo pulls him in. And another bite to the butt. And Chavo obviously said, look, you cannot do it. And Charvo say no, he was kissing it. I don't think Eddie realises the monster he's created here in charvo you Now charvo backing up Eddie in the corner. The referee's going to get between them. I don't know if that's a great idea. And Eddie Guerrero, ever the opportunist, takes the cheap shot, drop kick to the leg, and now he's going to take charvo to the uh, to the woodshed, as Joe would say. Yeah, he's got him
1: in the corner. He's ramming his shick of charvo. Looking to come running in. Oh, running. Oh. Drop kick. Straight he's, to the lower back of Chavo.
0: He impacted Chavo's midsection. and moving with the force of that drop kick. And now Eddie is not laughing. Oh, my word.
1: A lovely suplex there. Eddie leaving his feet. Drop kick to the back.
0: You know, we talk about Benoit and the style, but Eddie's just on point with everything that he does as well. And Of course, later on, we're going to see Rey Mysterio... Versus Chris Jericho. And Booker T versus Chris Benoit. So at the moment, I'm, I'm, quite, I'm quite happy. Yeah. Booker T Benoit. We've seen Booker T versus Bret Hart. Sorry. And we are seeing Booker T versus Bret Hart. So I'm quite happy at the moment. There should be two great matches. And of course, a tag team match. And Chavo's in trouble now. Draped over the apron. He lunges over with a knee to the back of Chavo's head.
1: Irish swips Chavo into Barry Cade. And a man with a handsome mallet, Looks like Peter Stringfellow.
0: Yeah, he died a couple of weeks ago. And now Eddie's in control of this match. Might not be happy. And now he's not going to try and insult Chavo. With going for a gory bomb. And he's basically crucifying Chavo at this moment in time, is Eddie. With his dad's own move. So this is all Guerrero. A Guerrero doing a move to a famous by another Guerrero. And Charvo desperate to fight out of this. Is anybody who's got an escape, it must be a Guerrero himself.
1: Turns into an arm drag takedown. But Eddie straight back up to his feet and runs through Charvo
0: with a clothesline. And that just shows how quick Eddie is. And this is the thing about Eddie Guerrero as well. He hits the offensive move and then that allows him chance to recover afterwards. As we see the dreaded razor at ringside. Not so Scott you're... Hall. <laughs> yeah. That would be the razor's edge. Oh, yeah. And Eddie now has got the camel clutch on. The accolade. And he's wearing the new WWE Champions accolade. <laughs> Smooth. You know it's going to happen. Oh cool. Jinder Mahal won it at Around. No one saw it. It's go- exactly the same thing going to happen. And Eddie Guerrero now wearing away on Charvo. Eddie Guerrero. I'm being told by Mike Tenet, five 5-1 in hair matches. The only one he ever lost was with his... Um, Tag team partner, which not, wasn't, wasn't Eddie Gilbert, was it?
1: Big right hands and some big chops from Eddie. Irish rip. Oh, but Chavo turns into a head-scissors takedown. Leaps over the top of Eddie. Oh! And he just flips him over the back of Eddie's legs, hitting the middle ring rope. Now Chavo's got the momentum fully in his corner.
0: And now Chavo with a
1: huge chop to Eddie. He's going to fight back. Show his toughness. Big European uppercut to follow it up with. Irish rip reversal by Eddie. Chavo looking to springboard over but rolls through. Tilt-a-well backbreaker from Chavo. Textbook stuff. And now Chavo's getting momentum. Guerrero's in trouble. Eddie, that is. Oh. Eddie grabs Chavo's trunks, pulls him headfirst into the turnbuckle, sends him careening to the outside.
0: And now Eddie can take his get again. Eddie can get his breath back. Yeah, art bars, former protective part. Oh, I fucking know what I'm shit shit that for. And now Eddie exp- getting rid of the protective mats. And now that is... Well, what's underneath the mats, Dan? Concrete. Pure, cold, concrete. Hard,
1: concrete. Hard. Solid.
0: Solid as a concrete. And now Eddie's trying to suplex Charvo. Charvo reverses it and suplexes Eddie instead. Well, oh, we might be moments away until a mullet got to disappear and Chavo will take a take uh, will take a count out but Eddie straight back in unable to recover much though now Chavo has the advantage this is his to lose taking his time with Eddie saying he's going to put him away slam him down and where's Chavo going up top oh Eddie bounces against the top rope though crutches Chavo now Eddie Guerrero going all the way up with Chavo Superplex. And both men down now. That was a huge impact. Well, Eddie tried to crawl over the pin. And Chavo's already up to his feet. A strip now by Guerrero. But Chavo catches Eddie. Pulls him up on that top turnbuckle. Slams him down. Chavo's going up top. And what's he going to go for? Frog oh. splash. But Eddie got his knees up Mother Brown. My God. Well, Chavo trying to hit Eddie's own move on him. That might have been a mistake. And now Eddie's gonna try and hit Charvo's finish on him. Tornado DDT. Bang, plants him. I don't think Eddie's finished there. He's got the scissors. He's gonna cut Charvo's hair already. It's not over yet. Charles Robertson getting involved there. Uh, he managed to wrestle the scissors off
1: of Eddie. Eddie going up top looking for the frog splash. Oh. Charvo sits up just in time. <laughs> Last second there.
0: Now, this might be Chavo's chance. Chavo planting Eddie with a tomato DDT. And Chavo could go for the cover, but he doesn't want
1: to. Well, he wants to cut Eddie's hair before he's won the match. Well, he wants to get payback. The referee's not going to let it happen. Eddie with a roll-up. One, two,
0: three. Oh. And Eddie Guerrero gets the victory. And Chavo's got the scissors. Charles Robson getting in between them, saying, no. You've lost. <laughs> Looking to cut some of Charles Robinson's beautiful blonde locks off. How dare you, sir. And now Eddie must be happy because he's won. Thanks to Charles Robinson. Well, Charles was in charge. And there we go. The Clippers in the ring. And Eddie's got to shave Charvo. I don't think Charvo understands what the loser hair versus hair match actually has to do. Evidently not. Oh, Charvo grabs the raisin. He's going to cut Eddie. No. He's cutting his own hair. And <laughs> staring at Eddie. And Eddie's like, you've you've lost it, mate. Oh, I see. What do you think of that, then? What do you think of the match first? And then we'll talk about Charve's? I antics. thought it was a brilliant
1: match between these two guys. Really well worked. You, you know, you
0: can tell they've got definite chemistry as well. Yeah. And... The thing is, the mental thing about it right, is that we've caught up with like two months of WSW and it's some of it's been good, some of it's been really bad, and yet this per view's made me forget all the kind of negative things so far, and just all the positive things. Like I say, we've had a great opener, we've had the Cruiserweight style match and now we've just had Eddie versus Chavo telling a story. It, it's just really enjoyable, and I'm surprised that WSW didn't have more success when you consider what it's doing at this moment in time. It's it's enjoyable, you know, it's like, it's been, what, we're under an hour in, and already it's, it's been better than any Nitro I've seen in the, in the past little while, and uh, again, they're really, really enjoyable. Charvo is mental. What do you think of Charvo Gros? Think, oh, character- think it's lush. <laughs> it's a character we don't really see as much, and Charvo plays it, I think, really well.
1: He just sat there in the ring, squirting a water pistol into his mouth while shaving his own head. <laughs> I mean, you just couldn't make this
0: stuff up. You couldn't. Oh, Shaving
1: his armpits now as well.
0: <laughs> oh, my word. So we've got a bald Guerrero, but it's Chavo, but he doesn't mind. Unfortunately for Chavo, his hair will not really grow back for him. <laughs> Don't have a go at the young man, but, you know. But he's definitely shaving his head now. Well, I tell you what, he's not doing a bad job on his hair either. Well, Robinson's saying, that's it. And he shaved his head. My God, and Chavo leaves here now. A different man. Look, Charles Robinson's like, you're a
1: fucking loony. Like, oh, fuck would I do that to my beautiful blonde locks?
0: Yeah. And he still looks like that to this day, Charles Robinson. As handsome as ever. He hasn't aged a day. They haven't. Oh, my God. And Chavonny is the widest. Then he, Today. I'm impressed by Chavonny's body there. I mean... He's a big man. He's nearly as wide as Rhino. <laughs> he is he is. He's he's actually the same size as that Bash at the Beach sign on the announce desk, which is pretty fucking impressive when you think about it. But of course we're all summary here, ready for this and like I said, WWE always had themed pay per views, didn't they? Where it was at the beach, or it was Halloween, or if it was Great American Bash last year with all the flag uh, last month for all the flags and everything like that as well. So I think it's, it's cool. And uh speaking of cool, we're not gonna have that next. Unfortunately, it's a useless one going to come out here.
1: But and he's going against Conan.
0: Yay, hey, leave him alone. I'm a fan of disco. Yes, I'm a fan of the disco <gasps> inferno. Here we go. We can hear the music, and Dan, it's disco time. Disco fever, disco fever. Yes, but he's got Alex disco right here. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Disco fever. I mean, these dancing duo, can it get any better than the man beast, Alex Wright? That's what he calls his penis. And the disco inferno, eh? I mean, how impressive is Alex Wright's slong, you know?
1: <clears throat> that deserves to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. That's how impressive it really is. My God. Disco
1: fever.
0: We talk about I've I, I, I mentioned watching the Andre Giant documentary, and there's a. Do you know Angelo Giant? When I he you know the girls liked him so much. Ric Flair was interviewed, and he goes, "Bro, we had a twenty-four inch ring. What do you think that meant?" <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Alex Wright's is bigger than that, which is incredible—bigger than a giant. Yeah, Disco Inferno und Alex Wright, that discotech. Alex Wright's penis is so impressive. It debuted five years before he did. <laughs> it made Mark Tardis put clothes on. Well, Disco wants to get the crowd into it, and I don't think they're uh, going along.
1: Getting rowdy, rowdy.
0: Bowdy, bowdy. And this is better than any wolf pack put together, Disco and Outfright. Yeah, we're going to see him dance. Oh, no. Well, instead of that, we get... Oh, and Heenan's turned into a K Dog lover. Nah. You're better off making sandcastles. And here come the Red and Black. And what a reaction for them. K Dog, L Dog, and K Dog. Shit, I've got to think of that else. N Dog. Oh, well, hang on a minute. I don't, don't want to go there. Here come the Wolfpack. Well, the Wolfpack got a hell of a reception. And Nash, not wrestling, thankfully.
1: That looks right. NXT. wow that's cool yeah
0: yeah well the fans love them and dan you're a huge fan of the Wolfpack. we're going to finally see what they're all about we've heard all the hype and now conan's going to be in action and disco's got help in one but lugra nash there well nash makes some nonsense comments and now we've got conan just take you back to your old days, we Dan.
1: Bowdy, bowdy.
0: Well, Wolfpacks here get a great response, and one of the things—the crowd low. Not a whole lot of wrestling T-shirts. I mean, there's a few, but you would say it's seventy thirty in favor of just plain T-shirts. I think with the WWF, that I don't know if their merchandise machine was better, but they seem to be selling a whole lot more product. You know what I mean with the T-shirts and the stuff going on there. I mean, you can't really see that many uh, red and black T-shirts in the crowd. As I said, I can see three, but it's still NWA ones there. And this action's already started. And this is the match you've been looking forward to, Dan. Why? It's Wolfpack. (laughs) It's Disco. And we might get a glimpse of Alex
1: Wright's schlong.
0: Well, he's at ringside, so we already are.
1: That's gargantuan schlong, yeah.
0: Oh, my word. Disco's in trouble. And look, this is how popular Conan is. The people have gone out to get drinks during this match. Bowdy, bowdy, Conan to those emps, mate. Well, Disco and Conan never made it in the WWE afterwards.
1: Conan's been barred for life, hasn't
0: he? Yep. Yeah. But Disco hasn't made it either, thank God. Now, Disco there dancing. He is. He's
1: remac- repackaged as Fandango.
0: Fandango is t- twice the man Disco is. Disco. And
1: Breezango's
0: half the man that
1: Alex Wright is. Disco. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah? Oh, what well, Alex Wright comes back to be with Breezango. I'd pay to see that. Schlong. Well, call your man. I think this is nearly over now.
1: Oh, he's cuddling. Oh, well, i no. Disco. Disco deposits Conan to the outside. Alex Wright punching away at him.
0: Yeah, uppercut. And the wolf pack aren't even helping him. No, they do not need to. Conan just beating, the sh- getting the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> and Alex Wright, now that, is some dancing? Oh, oh no.
1: Luger's round.
0: Don't hurt him.
1: Luger's struggling.
0: He's got the torture back in and Nash is in behind the referee's back. Plants him with a jackknife. Did we really need that? <laughs> it's right, he's getting stretched on the outside. Tequila Sunrise by Conan. Well, Alex Wright isn't used to
1: getting stretched. He's used to stretching people, though, with his huge schlong.
0: I feel sorry for Disco Inferno when they get to the back later of Alex Wright. But, yes, Nash, Jackknife got involved, and he looks out of breath. He doesn't look in great shape, does he, really? He's probably coked out of his pickle. To be fair, he is drinking heavily, and Conan wins. But, thankfully, it's over before too much damage can be done. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, you know, as you say, it was over before it did any real harm, really. It's just, you know, a bit of a showcase match for the Wolf Pack, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but it's weird they're going against someone like Alex Wright and Disco. You know what I mean? Like, if we're going to go against anybody, wouldn't they go against some bigger competition than that? I mean, I mean, there's enough talent on the roster for that to happen, but instead it's Disco and uh, Alex Wright getting a kind of, I say, rub from the Wolf Pack. Wolf Pack is very, very popular. So, W have got. For it,
1: Yeah, but they're you know, they're on a pay per view, they're getting the big check.
0: Yeah, no, fair play to Disco and um Alex Fight like to be involved. And we get the dreaded NWA music. But it is the other NWA music this time, and it is the
1: giant, and he's going against Kevin Green. Well,
0: Kevin Green, we tonight in the main event we've got basketball players. Kevin Green's a former well, I think a current NFL player at this time uh, and well-known. But again, going back 20 years to a sport that we're not sure... Well, I'm not sure, but I don't want to speak about you. might be...
1: flipped retired a year later.
0: Oh, did he? Right. So I know you know a little bit more about than I do, But I, Kevin Green, I don't know. Giant coming out here. At least he's not smoking as the pyro goes off. He is off.
1: indeed, yes. Well, he, he started his career in... 85 to 92, is with LA Rams. 93 to 95, Pittsburgh Steelers. 96, Panthers. 97, the 49ers. Uh, 98 to 99, he was part of the Caroline Panthers again. Uh, and as a coach, he was uh, Green Bay Packers coach from 2009-2013. And he currently is the New York Jets coach.
0: Oh, wow. So he's still working. So that's good. And Kevin Green is going to try his hand at professional wrestling. Because he was originally going to team up with Goldberg. Then Goldberg won the world title. And we'll see what Green brings. And okay, yeah, I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> uh, not just because of his look. We'll see what happens. He's got long hair here.
1: Well, you know, this isn't his first match. I mean, you know, in May 97, he teamed with Piper and Flair to take on the NWA team of Nash, Hall and Six. Uh, he made a final return. Teaming with Goldberg in mid-98.
0: Well, I thought you were going to see this one. And I literally thought in the opening video that was fucking Hogan. Like a younger Hogan. He has got that look about him. Even though he might not be tall.
1: And I it, thought he was like a... I don't want to say it, James.
0: And the giant here. His eyes mean business.
1: Mojo Rawley.
0: Yeah. No, I'm not a huge fan of America. Well... Uh, the, my problem with Mojo is not American football players, right? It's the whole character of Mojo, really, I despise, and how bad he is as well. It's like Goldberg's a former football player, but I haven't got a problem with him. So we'll see what Kevin Green has to offer. I like Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam Beggar like WrestleMania 11, don't get me wrong. Football player again. Wasn't there a uh,
1: a battle royal as well with right. some
0: footballers? There was WrestleMania II, 2, NFL air. And now Kevin Green punching a giant. It just annoys him. The big show. Been on top with the rest of the world. Now he's having to wrestle Kevin Green. Do you think that's why he's getting annoyed? Do you think he's already told Bischoff off that? I'm not, not getting punished but being used in this way. I, I think. Do you know
1: why Kevin Green actually stopped wrestling? Why? Because NFL contracts entered a no wrestling
0: clause into him. Really? So up, yeah. That is interesting.
1: Well, so the giant climbing back in over the top rope. Kevin Green very intelligently kicking the rope. Crutching the Big Show, or crutching the Giant on top, and now he's just bouncing on the ropes, causing more damage to the Big Show's dong. Second match and a second reference to dong. We are,
0: we've are we got cocks in our mouths, uh, dicks in our brains, and Kevin Green knocking down the Giant. Giant push him away. This is basic, and now Bear Hug. Squeezing the life out of Green.
1: Slamming him to the mat. And now he's got one pissed-off Giant to deal with.
0: Now the Giant, the biggest man in professional wrestling. Elbow drop. squashing Mr. Green. Well, I'll tell you what, in a minute it'll be Mr. Brown if the Giant has his way with him. Now the
1: Giant just toying with his food now. He's got him under the bottom rope and he's just standing on it, choking out.
0: You can see all the shortcuts that they're doing in this match. I mean, that move you didn't really fucking touch him there. Do you know what I mean? Like... He's got no support, it's meant to be Green's job to do that. The way he slammed him down there just kept hold of him. It's nice by the giant. At least he'd be safe.
1: Oh yeah, there's you know, there's one thing you can say about the giant, but he's definitely safe.
0: Well, I don't have many injuries, yeah, with, even with a big show. And now he's Who's the Big Show? Got, oh, I don't know why I said that. Just in case people were like, Who the fuck are you talking about? He doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, not yet. We're not talking about the giant Gonzalez. And he's slamming down Kevin Green.
1: The Big Show's 26 years old at this point.
0: 26 years old. In his prime. And he's smoking and putting on a bit oh, of weight. Kevin Green? Huh? Let
1: me have a look at the Big Show's age.
0: Kevin Green's 26 at this age.
1: Oh, Kevin Green.
0: Kevin Green's 26. Still in his prime. No, Kevin Green. Big Show's 26. Plus, he's 46 right. now. Who is Big Show? So the Big Show's 26 as this is happening in his prime as a wrestler, going against Kevin Green, who at this point in time is so 35 at this point. So nine years' experience, Kevin Green has, and Giant tried to dump him out. Green hung him up on the top rope, going to the midsection, and now he's not going to try and I thought he was gonna try and springboard in right at hand, but he's met with a Giant. Oh, but he gets caught with a giant headbutt. Knocked all the way down, and he's in serious trouble. Paul Donald White. <laughs> it's just Boris. And now the giant. He's got Kevin Green. the referee counts, but I don't think he cares about this. Looking to bounce Green's head off the barricade, but
1: Green blocks it. And a second. Oh, and bounces Big Show's head off the uh barricade.
0: so Paul White nope Giant well he's getting beaten from pillar to post by Mr Green sends him head first back into the ring post Nick Patrick can't do anything but count oh my word the big show just like pushing him away that's how strong the Giant is just one blow now Kevin Green scouting him Green's going up top here comes Green Oh, flying forearm there. Takes down the Giant. Well, he's celebrating before he gets the pin, which might be a little bit of a mistake. You don't want to do no premature celebration. And now he's taking a shit. Oh, no. There we go. Go for the cover. Oh. And the Big Show just tosses him off. Now the Giant back to feet. Here comes Green. Oh, goes low
1: with a tackle on the Giant's left knee. Now That's how you get a big tree
0: down, though. You chop it from the base. Yeah, he's targeting that with the kicks. Giant struggling to stand. Another forearm banner. Three-point stance. Go on. And here comes Kevin Green. Three-point yes. stance. Mojo style. Mongo style. Giant catches him. This is what should happen to anybody that ever tries that move. Giant catches him. Giant choke slam. Bam. Boo.
1: A very protective Giant choke, Sam. One,
0: Good night, two, Kevin Green. Three. Over and done. Very nice by the Giant there. More competitive than it should have been. Yes, Kevin is green, but still not a bad attraction for what it was. Giant gets a win, and rightly so. Enough for too many times when a you know, star from another sport comes over and always gets a victory. It's nice to see the Giant get a pin, even though his better days in WWE are probably behind him now.
1: Well, again, you know, for a gimmick match, it wasn't terrible. I think, you know, it kind of made the Giant look a bit weak, losing to someone who's wrestled probably, what, two or three matches before in his time. And, you know, someone who's billed as a Giant, how can you take him seriously after that? I think, you know, he'd need to
0: join another company and completely (laughs) change his name, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I I completely see what you're saying there. Uh, It was a difficult position for the Giants to be in. We'll see what happens as we move on. But again, six matches in, and I've not had anything that I've really been unhappy with. I think everything's been acceptable, hasn't it? Well, at least the Giant hasn't lost to, like, a a professional boxer or something. No, that would be too embarrassing. Well, we see Kurt Henning backstage. Or a famous sumo wrestler. We're a famous sumo, yeah, exactly, yeah. We see Kurt Henning backstage in W, of course, with... You've forgotten the names you made up I've forgotten the names are made up. uh, Alongside uh, Chief J Strongbow, and, (laughs) of course... Who can forget <laughs> Todd Pettingill? So we move on and we see highlights of uh, Booker T versus D Malenko with Chris Jericho getting involved. We know the hatred Jericho and Malenko have. Malenko was next in line for a title. Well, let's go back to May. Let's go back even further than that. Jericho beat Malenko for the WWE Cruiserweight title. Malenko walked away, said he didn't want anything to happen, didn't want anything else in his career. That was him done. Jericho would go on to mock everybody else who got in his way as Cruiserweight champion, leading into Slamboree, where a battle royal would take place to determine who would be number one contender. It came down to two guys, who we tuned in the masked wrestler, who we jumped over the rope, and we revealed the masked wrestler was indeed Dean Malenko, who then went on to beat Chris Jericho that night for the Cruiserweight title. Also a reef, because Jericho complaining and going to the law people and get laws involved made JJ Dillon have no choice but to strip Malenko of the Cruiserweight title and have it vacant. But that wasn't it, because then JJ said Dean Malenko would have a match with Chris Jericho at Bash at the Beach as long as he didn't put his hands on Jericho. But Chris being, well, the way he is, pissed off Dean Malenko so much with insults about his family, Malenko snapped and punched Chris Jericho, leading To Malenko not being there. What would they do instead? Well, luckily for WSW, Rey Mysterio has just returned for injury. A man Jericho's beaten already for the Cruiserweight title to take his place. So it should be great. It's a no-disqualification match like the Malenko-Jericho match was. But now it's going to be Mysterio-Jericho-Cruiserweight title. So we see the video replay from Raw. And what happened in Georgia with Malenko losing his shit. And not only getting his top opportunity taken away, but beating up Jericho, ripping his hair out. It's definitely a different side to the Iceman. But now we're going to see Rey Mysterio back. And it's going to be good to see Mysterio. We've missed him over these past few months, haven't we, Dan?
1: We have indeed, yes. We do like a bit of Rey Mysterio, especially when he's in his prime.
0: We didn't see the thing before, too many injuries and the way he could move. It was so exciting. But we're going to see Jericho first. And, well, he's got a top hat and cane, but he's smirking.
1: No, James. He hasn't got his cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his face.
0: And he's got a top hat and cane. He's coming out. He's going to maybe do a little bit of dance. Kane! It's Kane! <laughs> he's got a walking cane. Oh, JJ Dillon stopping Jericho from doing his little dance. Come on, JJ. Sort it out, mate. Fair play, JJ Dillon, realising that he's in the wrong. He's in the defender title, but nothing he can do about it. Oh, Jericho's saying, there's a guy who hasn't wrestled in six months. What's come down here? He'll take that. Who could it possibly be? <laughs> Jericho is just so entertaining right now. So, yeah, bring the kid out. I'll take him to a different level. I'll get the job done. So cocky, so arrogant. There we go. And oh, my God. And the fans on their feet. And Jericho in shock as well. It's the return of Rey Mysterio. And he's rubbing in ha- rubbing his hands in glee. He has got the knee brace on. That's the injury Jericho did six months ago. But what a shock. Malenko out. Mysterio. And that is... It.
1: That is indeed, yeah. It's a good way of bringing back a wrestler. No one even knew
0: it. And Jericho being so clever there the kind of cockiness of saying, yeah, I'll take on anybody. And it, now it's come back to bite him with Mysterio. And here we go. Jericho swings with a cane. Misses. Mysterio with the forearms. Irish whip across to Jericho.
1: High back body drop from Ray.
0: And Ray looks in great shape. Drops back onto the rope. And Mysterio, I love like he talks about. So great, he's back. We've missed the kind of, just how quick he is in the ring. He can do things that no other wrestler can do.
1: Baseball slides, trips Jericho.
0: Springboards over the top rope. Leg drop to the back of Jericho's head. And from anywhere in the ring can get you down, as you see there. Goes for the cover, Jericho. Kicks out. Oh. Gets out of harm's way. This, of course, is still no disqualification. Again, Jericho.
1: Didn't Ray lose his mask? Or
0: no, not yet, no. And now Ray's chasing after Jericho. Oh, he loses that against Nash, doesn't he? Yeah, Hoovy lost his mask recently. And now Mysterio chasing down Jericho. Using a ring post, nearly missing out then.
1: Catching, well, yeah, swing around a ring post, catching him with a a takedown.
0: Sends him into Barry Kane. And Jericho doesn't know where he is. Getting back in now.
1: Kick to the midsection and a knife-edge-like chop from Ray.
0: And Jericho there, great. Holding on to the top rope and then targeting the bad leg. And Jericho will know exactly where the injury is because he caused it. Well, that was maybe two minutes for Mysterio. Was on top and now it's Jericho bearing down on him. Responding with chops in the corner. Ooh. He gets that leg. He gets a leg, puts on that second rope and then kicks it down. And you've got to wonder how damaged that knee will be. And he recently repaired, and oh my word.
1: Jericho going flying headfirst into the top
0: turnbuckle, sending him all the way to the outside. I thought he was going to try and sting a splash Mysterio to dodge. And now Jericho not having it. He looks like he's going to walk away. But Mysterio following him. Well, there's no disqualification here. Jericho, the back elbow. Now he's trying to climb the set to get away. And they're climbing the tower. Oh, and Jericho there must have fallen at least 10 feet there. At least 15 to 20 feet. Right on the sand and Mysterio going up. <laughs> well, you don't see that often. Off a 10 foot platform, Mysterio, Hurricane Ronald and Jericho onto the sand. And <laughs> they've both been covered. Oh. Sand into the eyes of Jericho. And it's payback for Mysterio. And up top, back in the ring now. Jericho rolls through though, cover on Mysterio, but Ray managing to kick out. Oh, ah, big crossbody block there by Mysterio. Now Jericho's got Ray, picks him up on that top turnbuckle. Now Jericho going up with Ray. Oh, Mysterio holding on though, no! Oh my god. It's like a scoop
1: slam off the top.
0: Well, huge impact there, yeah, scoop power slam all the way off the top to the mat below. And Mysterio might be out. And Jericho is going to put an exclamation point on it with a chair. He's
1: going to target that bad knee.
0: Oh.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Well, it's all legal here. And now the leg caught up in that chair. And this is bad. Now Jericho going up. Well, this could be the end of Ray Mysterio's career.
1: Oh. oh. Jericho just managing to get out. Uh, Mysterio just managing to get out of the way. And I think Jericho pulled the padding down off his right knee to get extra impact onto that.
0: And it come back to him because he hit the chair. Now Mysterio's got the chair right on that bad leg of Jericho's now. The turnabout's fair play. Oh. You
1: running drop kick on that chair into Jericho's right knee.
0: Jericho might not be able to stand now, but he reverses Irish whip on one leg.
1: Oh. Uh, pop up it, popping up Rey Mysterio, but he gets caught. With an X Factor
0: instead. And yeah, now Mysterio on the apron, springboarding in. Oh, oh trying to. Caught by Jericho. Yeah, trying to have a corona, and now Jericho's got him. Trying to hit him with a line Tamer.
1: Mysterio's fighting out of it.
0: Well, he's holding on to that leg, make sure he can't get turned. Manages to make his way to the bottom rope. And Jericho's going to get a line Tamer again. And that... Oh, my way! Here comes Di Malenko. Well, it's no DQ, so he's got a right to be out here. But Jericho going for line tamer. Gets rolled up. New Cruiserweight champion, Rey Mysterio.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks to De Malenko, Jericho took his half the ball. and Now he's getting chased down with one leg and all by the Iceman. So Jericho doesn't care about losing the Cruiserweight Championship. He just wants to get for De Malenko. He's saying, look about the titles. And Arn Anderson stopping Jericho. And now it's De Malenko on the attack. And it's not been a great night for Jericho now.
1: After losing his title, he's now getting beaten down by Milenko.
0: Well, sent into the side of that truck. And Mysterio is cruiserweight champion. As a reverse in the line tamer. So what a return it is for Ray. Six months out and now a new cruiserweight champion. And Jericho not only is, but he's getting his ass whooped by Dean Malenko. So t- he's coming back to haunt him. And think that he's done. I think fucking brilliant, Dan. What do you think of that match?
1: Yeah, it was really well played out, really, you know, brilliantly worked,
0: yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of spots in that I was really, really impressed with, especially when he used the set as to kind of, you know what I mean, to do the hurricane runner off the top there by Mysterio, showcase he's kind of high risk and what it's all about. Uh, for me, again, too short, but still, I think with Malenko involvement there, Jericho didn't, as a heel, to not really lose it as clean and kind of more of an upset. Jerko then can complain about that. I think Malenko's shown definitely a different side to him, more aggressive nature, and uh, I think for, yeah, the future's bright for all three men here. I think Malenko shows real fire here, and I think there's, there's real potential in WSW for him, and maybe elsewhere if they want to get behind him. Oh, that lovely NWO music. The, the problem is with Dean Malenko, we talk about personality. He's showing personality here, isn't he? Yeah. He's showing that fire under him. It, you know, he's had enough of Jericho, mocking his family, mocking everybody like that. And he's going to cost Jericho everything that he can now. And, and I think that's a different side that we're seeing. But, yeah, dreaded NWO music. We're going to get Bret Hart coming out here. And he wants to get that TV title. It's one of the matches I'd be really looking forward to seeing as well. Because, again, you know, we talked about Bret Hart in WWE. what he should do. He should face younger wrestlers. And we've seen him face Benoit. That was a cracking match, so hopefully someone like Booker T would be really good as well, and a the potential there for Eddie Guerrero. People we've already seen, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Jericho, Dean Malenko, would all have great matches with Brett, and the fans really get behind Booker. And why wouldn't they? We've seen his journey, you know, his television champion, losing it all, and then fighting back with that series with Benoit to become TV champion again over Fit Finlay. And it's good that he can reward him with a match against Brett on pay-per-view, isn't it, you know? Indeed, yes. You know, people assume that to WWE or whatever it was, or maybe he's not faced any main event talent. We've proven now, 20 years ago, he's going to get someone like Bret Hart in WSW. And Bret still is the best of his. Best of was, the best of will be. I guess a part of the black and white. So here we go. Bell rings with Booker versus... tell you what, they came out here ever so quickly, didn't they? No real uh, build-up for these as well. But it should be great, though. I say Bret's technical style versus Booker. And Booker's kind of natural push again. WCW didn't build any stars. Well, with Booker T, you got to say there is one there as he pushes Bret Hart. And Bret's saying, come on, let's, let's just wrestle now. He's saying, is this the best you got, WCW? Right, fine. He'll wrestle it. Well, Booker pushes Bret Hart. And the match is underway as Booker wants the crowd to get behind him. And Bret's going to take it slow. Like I said, veteran instincts that he's got. Colorado retired, Booker. And they go behind, snaps down Brett, going to try and show that he can wrestle, but like we said, Brett, from the famed Hart Family Dungeon, they start to escape, and of course Booker T from the mean streets of Harlem, the Booker gets hit with a big right hand by Brett, gets rocked, and Brett's problems is more with the crowd than I think anybody else, yeah. he's all staring off, giving them shit. <coughs> That's part of being a heel, though. I don't think Brett's quite used to being a heel, is he? No, that's what we talked about, the kind of the mannerisms and even the way he wrestles. Not really there yet. But at least he's getting more screen time than he was. So oh, don't forget indeed, you yeah. Know, the it's com- the most we've seen him wrestle in ages. A month after his uh, the Montreal Screwjob, he gets mentioned once and then he's matched in like December. So we're seeing more of him now. Brett tried up wrestle Booker, but got caught with a big right hand. And a tussle between the two
1: guys. And a tussle between the two guys sends Brett Hart over the top. Well, just that was... Reversal after reversal after reversal. And Booker T finally getting the upper hand.
0: Well, that was brilliant. That's what each man can bring to their game. And Brett bringing the younger Booker in it and gets sent into barricade. And Booker T's this main lord to WCW. Oh. But
1: Brett hanging up Booker over barricade.
0: Now Brett's going to try and slow big right hand. Booker, that guy. What a mullet. Now Brett throwing Booker T in. And the thing about Bret Hart as well, he's still a main eventer. He's still a star. It's just the WSW way of booking him have lessened it so. And it's like WSW has a knack of doing of knocking the star down and making him seem less special. There's definitely dream matches on the card for Bret Hart to do. Irish whip to Booker T. Back elbows him down. A huge headbutt to the midsection by Bret. What's that, my love? Going through the motions at the moment.
1: And he's trying to soften up Booker T, but gets caught. Oh, spine buster from Booker. Rolls through with a cover, too.
0: Oh, Oh. but Brett managing to kick out. Oh. And that was nice by Booker. He's probably got a speed advantage. But Brett nips up. Clotheslines Booker, eliminates him from the Rumble. And now Brett taunting the crowd. We've seen the wars Booker's had with Benoit recently. And Brett's taken a different approach to it. I would say, Brett, five-time WF champion at this point, been there, done that. Sends Booker into barricade. And now the stairs exposed, but he don't want them. No, he's doing the same as what he'd done
1: to Benoit, driving in the middle of the back first into the ring post.
0: Let's not forget, soften him up. Full of dreaded sharpshooter, of course, he beat Bret Hart. He beat Benoit by submission, shall we say. Well, on Nitro. Yeah. I should have
1: checked his pants really before this match. <laughs> yeah.
0: And Stevie Ray not out here either to help Booker. And Brett just throws him in. Drops a leg across the throat. Now Brett got Booker. Backbreaker. Well, that was lovely by Brett. Up to the second now. Big elbow to the face. Go for the cover. But Booker kicks out. Ah.
1: Uh-huh.
0: You now, Brett may getting a little bit frustrated. You know, this is testing the waters. Even though he's a great technician, you can definitely see Brett's, like, you know, still stuck in the early 90s. The thing is with Brett, and the thing I like about it, the Russian legs sweep there by Brett, is that he became, I feel, the modern-day wrestler in some respects. Like, his moveset and the way he does is very similar today. Now, I know, like you say, the way he moves is slow, but if you think about the five or six signatures that he's got, Nowadays, each wrestler's got their own signature moves. And Brett had that before anybody. It was a three or four moves before the Sharps. Oh, yeah, sharp yeah. It's, it's
1: not taking that away from him. I mean, like, you know, it's... His moves, he does them well, but they're very simplistic.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, it's like the taking. side
1: Russian leg sweep. Everyone does things like that. You know, it's... If you watch the way he technically goes about things, he's, he's not doing anything that I would say is overly technical for any wrestler nowadays.
0: No, but I think it's a different kind of uh, challenge for Brett. It would be nice to see him in a kind of mat wrestling game, do you know what I mean, and see something like that, against someone like a Kurt Angle, maybe bring out that side of him. I mean, in the ring, the most dangerous thing Brett ever did, probably, was the um, chest to turnbuckle, you know, that kind of impact that had there. But I think with Brett, I think there's a lot of wrestlers, and I think the way WWE have, on their way now. I think mean, it's, it's Brett Hart's kind of set that they do follow. And I think it's, a, it's even though it's not as hard hitting or whether it is, it's a safe style that's still exciting. But Booker rolls up Brett. Brett somehow kicking out. Oh, yeah. And after being controlled throughout the whole match, nearly got. Knee to the midsection, kick to the chest, spinning heel kick from Booker. Well, Brett got caught a couple of times there. And now can uh, Booker capitalise? Hits him in the midsection. Here he comes. Next kick. Bang. Hits his mark. And Brett may be out here. Booker back to his feet. Booker the Irish rips. Brett.
1: One man flapjack. Booker spin is his way.
0: Up to vertical base. And now Booker raising the roof. He's going to go up. He's going to be looking for the missile drop kick. And he hits it. He's going to go for the cover. This is it. One. Two.
1: Oh, Oh, but Brett with his ring awareness, foot to the bottom rope. And now Brett's doing a Craig David and he's walking away.
0: Yeah, he's got the chair.
1: Oh! Bang! Chair to the back of Booker as he was flying out of a suicide
0: dive. Well, maybe Brett thought Booker was going to beat him. So he took the easy way out. And this is just an assault now with a chair. Come on, this. And Booker in serious trouble on the outside. I was really enjoying that match up until the end. And now Brett's still on the assault of Booker. And Stevie Ray's not out here to save him. No one's out here at the moment. Chair after chair. Well, Booker's still television champion, but he's getting his ass whooped at this moment in time. I mean, not a bad match between the two. I could have seen a lot longer. I think they're saving it for something else. It's nice that Booker can get the rub against Brett. But, I mean, this assault afterwards, this is bad. When Brett's still not finished. Yeah, this match definitely left you wanting more. Well, right, I think we're gonna get it now with Brett with a figure four. Mr. Booker. Oh, this is sickening. This is horrible. No one likes to see this. Oh stop it. Stop it. I'll just stop it. Stop it. So fucking finally Stevie Ray shows up. Well thank God for that. Brett only had him in the figure four for fucking five minutes. And now Steve Ray looking on. Took his sweet ass time as well. Maybe he's not happy. With Booker T, and he's getting in now, slowly does it. Big Stevie Ray, going to help his brother back to his feet, and that's nice to see. Doctor nonchalantly just walks along. Yeah, he seems all right. Now Stevie, and the referee, are going to carry Booker out. And to my reckoning, we've only got two matches left. And we've got a huge WSW World title match coming. Goldberg versus Henning World heavyweight title. And this is the match, Henning's been calling out Goldberg number of weeks said he's going to end the streak. Of course, you all know what happened on Monday on Nitro. Bill Goldberg answering the challenge of NWA Hollywood. As we know, Goldberg ran through Scott Hall.
1: Quite literally with that <laughs> spirit.
0: <laughs> and then jacked him up, hammered him down for the victory to face Hulk Hogan for the world title. And, well, what did he do in that one, Dan?
1: Well, James, uh, despite... Hogan giving it his best attempt and getting in a lot more effort, uh, getting in a lot more offense than
0: he should have done. He done the gracious thing and dropped the title to Goldberg. So now we've got Goldberg versus heading a bit rushed, I know, but they've done it, so they've got to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? Like He is the World Heavyweight Champion and US Champion, so how are they going to sort that out? But we'll see what happens here tonight. The US and World Heavyweight Champion. It's what the fans want.
1: Doesn't he relinquish a US title?
0: Well, we'll find out, won't we? When we'll see it on Nitro. And we get Michael Buffer. And that dreaded NWO music. I thought Kurt Henning was Wolfpack. No, he's black and white. Well, he's coming out now to NWO music and he's got a Goldberg T-shirt. No, he's part of the black and white. Who's next? And he's put a sticker underneath saying Goldberg. Well, Henning's turned Wolfpack... I don't know where Rick Rude is anyway. That must have happened on Thunder, but he's out here. Can he take the WWE title home? Hand it back to Hogan. What do you think of Kurt Henning? Have we talked about him much? I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, the match I, might last I long. I thought he
1: was he was uh, a great wrestler back in his time, but you know, again, I think he's on the uh, the downward slope.
0: Yeah, here he, he definitely is. You know, with the injury, but we've seen a couple of really great Mr. Perfect matches, haven't we? Against uh, Bret Hart and Cohen, you know, people like Dolph Ziggler always get kind of mentioned to him. I mean, one of these things, I think he's a great worker, but a lot of the stories backstage as well that you hear, you know, a lot of his jokes that he's made. uh, and I might have a couple for, if we ever do a controversial characters again. I mean, there's one time I think he shit in a bucket and left it underneath the ring. But a lot, lot of stories that kind of make you quite like Kurt Henning, you know. And as a wrestler, I think Mr. Perfect gimmick was good, and Kurt Henning maybe couldn't get past that. But speaking of a character, here comes Goldberg. I think a lot of that Goldberg's
1: piped in with his theme, you know.
0: You reckon it is?
1: Yeah. They're not chanting, are they? Well, none of their lips are moving, yet you hear Goldberg.
0: Well, here he comes, and he's ready for action. He's yep. not
1: wearing the US title. He's only wearing the fucking huge gold belt. Big
0: gold belt. Well, Dan, Goldberg, he smells like smoke. Do you know why? Because he's been through fire, and tonight he's looking to wear Kurt Henning. Oh, we've seen him. He's busted open on his head. We don't see his full, full entrance just yet. And we got it against Hogan, but like I said, that was a big, big match feel. But with Goldberg blowing out the smoke, he hasn't got his kicks and punches yet, has he, to all the fireworks? But he's getting there, is Goldberg. And what a journey since his debut. We followed, like I say, his debut match all the way through. It's always nice to go against a guy he hasn't faced yet.
1: Oh, indeed, especially someone who could uh, potentially carry him a bit
0: as yeah. well. Yeah, Hopefully this is Goldberg's best match.
1: The NWO WCW Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, of the world. They've,
0: they've changed the name, even the, the branding for the paper NWO It's taken a step back rather than trying to move on from it. It's become all about it in a way, you know, and it's like yeah. focus on stuff that we've seen. The first eight matches, were, you know, even this is the ninth one now, have all been good. Down with kind of Hogan and black and white. It's only been negative thing about it so far. Well, the bell's rung. And this will be a really interesting matchup. I say, so Henning the veteran here, I mean Goldberg can only be wrestling eight, nine months at this time. Belly he is heavyweight champion. Well, let's not forget that. No.
1: <laughs> Side headlock from Goldberg though. Henning's trying to fight out. Shoulder block just turning, <laughs> Henning
0: inside out. Arm drag takedown. Well, Henning's trying to sell for him even though he's got the injury. Henning thinks he can come up with a game uh, Henning thinks he can come up with a perfect game plan to stop Goldberg here tonight. Mister Well, let me tell you something, mister. And now heading with a chop. And Goldberg just shaking it off, gets pie-faced into the corner.
1: Heading with a few more chops, Irish rip, rip reversed by Goldberg. Takes
0: him down with the body scissors. I think that just winds Goldberg up when you try and chop him, as to his adrenaline and the anger. And heading to the outside, getting rid of his hair bubble, that's not going to help him now. That's slowing him down. Well, that's what he's got to do, take his time. Goldberg's matches are over so quickly. Take to the outside. Let the match breathe. Well, Goldberg don't want to let him breathe. He drags
1: him in by his hair. Throws him into the corner. Irish whip sends Kurt Henning back to the corner. But as Goldberg charges in, Kurt's lifted his feet for a second time as well. Goldberg trying to shake it off. And now Henning is going to go up, but Goldberg laying in wait. Saves Goldberg, lifting him up. Oh! And just power slams him down.
0: After carrying with a gorilla press, very impressive there by Goldberg. You can tell just the kind of sheer strength that he has and i think that's impressive as well you know you got to use it right don't get me wrong but that just kind of knack of having it well intelligence from hennig takes a leg out well this is a great idea goldberg got caught there and you can't hit the spear of jackhammer if he's laying down well, can i over that left leg of goldberg well, you would say i don't think with goldberg maybe his legs being smaller than any other part of his body you know maybe there's a weak point there but well, don't forget he's a former NFL footballer. You know, their their strength is basically in their quads. Well, it's the quad there, but I think, yeah, I would try and focus maybe on the calf and try and get that bent out of the way, but it's going to be a difficult task for Henning. But he has got Goldberg down, and the fans definitely not happy about that. Goldberg rolls through with a leg whip, heading straight to the bottom rope, though. Oh, and Henning with a clothesline hits Goldberg in the top of the head. Top of the head to you. Now, maybe the heading plex... What's that, that's my enough? love? Hits it. One, two. two. We've got a new champion on. Oh. Oh. Goldberg managing to kick out.
1: Oh. Up again and just like a close line, but it's kind of more of a takedown as well.
0: Well, that's the closest Goldberg's come to lose the WWE, well, to losing. Oh,
1: my God. And he just spears straight through Henning in response to that perfect plex or Henning
0: plex. And Henning is down. Is he out? What happens next? Well, James, he's going to jack him up. Oh, my God.
1: And hammer him down.
0: One, One two, two, three. Well, 112 and oh The world heavyweight champion of the world. Who is going to beat him? I, I honestly can't see anybody at this moment in time. That was... It, I tell you what, if anybody has never seen Goldberg before, I probably might show him that match and yeah. just be like, this is exactly what he does. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of punishment, not a lot. I mean, Helen did alright, I could have done a little bit longer, but then it's like, jackhammer, job done. Why do people get excited? Because there was nothing like this with Goldberg. And yeah, of course there's limitations to the character, but when it works, it works. And we saw that with Oscar, when she was on an undefeated streak as well. The kind of magic, and it kind of fades a little bit. Of course it does. But with Goldberg at the moment, he is on fire, baby. What do you think of the match?
1: Again, you know, it's a perfect defence. I think it's, you know, it's a great defence going against someone the calibre of Henning who
0: could potentially carry Goldberg a bit and, you know, try and draw a better match out of him. I think without shallow a doubt, and this is what they should be doing. Where he should be World Heavyweight Champion now and doing it rather than being US Champion and working towards that big match for the world title is another discussion, you know. But as champion, now you've got to make sure he's the man and have the challenges there that don't make him look weak Actually, add to it a lot like Henning has done. So, has he well, go- you know, you're arguing whether he should have mani- you know, made it up to the
1: main like wrestlers, so to speak. You know, he's he's faced probably what about five or six top wrestlers, yeah. and you know, going away from his 112 record, that's like 106. Probably, you know, we, we average it out about 80 wrestlers he's gone through. that are mid card, yeah. you know, so that I doubt there is. Many left that he could legitimately go through to try and bolster his numbers.
0: I think, but I think that you could do Raveling. You know, you could do Goldberg every week. But how many NWO members are there? You know, how many Black and White work through each of them so they no longer part of the NWO, and you get rid of it that way. You know, or do if you want to do the Wolf Pack, have them go through them, so yeah. then you're only left with like three, two or three guys, and then it's like shit. We have got to get Goldberg now. And, and and do it that way until Starcade. There is only kind of one guy left, and that's Hogan because everybody else is taken out by Goldberg. But yeah, uh, I think you know again they rushed it. Yeah, a bit you know due to the ratings. That, the thing is because they've done it though, but they have to deal with it now. They've made that decision. Now they've got to have a long term plan. Do you know what I mean? They've now got they've got to run with it. That, yeah, now they've got to put something in position. Go right, okay, Starcade. Then we're going to build someone up. So you think he is going to beat Goldberg? and then have Goldberg continue. There's nothing wrong with the streak at this moment in time. Fans aren't getting bored of it. It's the most over thing on WCW. Do you know what I mean? It's only the boys in the back, maybe, who have got a problem with it and saying, oh, this Goldberg can't work, because the fans don't give a fuck. Yeah, they might pipe in the the sound, but if I can watch it from 20 years on and still be as excited as the day it happened, then that tells you something about this sheer kind of excitement of Goldberg. And that is basically it for the pay-per-view now, everybody. I think that's the best we're going to get.
1: Yeah, if you you (laughs) want to turn off your pay-per-view now,
0: (laughs) I wouldn't blame you. No, no. And I think it would get a very, very strong rating as well, uh, pay-per-view. We get Michael Buffer with the um, entrance. This might be match of the night. We don't know. It might be match of the night. It might come through. It's Carl Malone in DDP versus Hogan and Dennis Roderman. And I'll tell you how this all came (laughs) about. I'll tell you how all this came about. Uh, Hogan wanted it to happen, and it did. Isn't that amazing? Oh, God. And with you? I I think this is the one where Dennis Rodman falls asleep on a turnbuckle. I think it is.
1: Well, Hogan's not playing his belt tar.
0: So this is a month after you played against him in the NBA Finals. Which, I guess, was good. And Malone was friends with DDP. And Ber- Bish, I wanted Randy Savage, team partner. He said, I've got this idea. DDP me- said, I've got an idea. Me and Malone against Rodman Hogan. Bish thought about it and went, well, Hogan and Rodman versus Savage and Malone. I said, maybe you didn't hear me. <laughs> he said, I-, I want it to be me. 23-minute match. Hogan wanted it to go 40 minutes. <laughs> but originally. My God, Rodman was uh, sluggish and at times barely conscious, apparently. And D. Malinko's note that Robin was only, pe- only a few people to fall asleep during the match. So apparently they were drinking heavily before it started. So, I mean, this should be great. But look at the press at ringside. They want to see it. These are two guys who are in their prime at the moment in basketball. And they're going to wrestle. Hogan's nowhere near his prime. I'm not going to go there. So here comes DDP. All right. So as they come out, let's run for the rest of the card then. And we'll do our ratings down. So, match one, Raven versus Saturn. What were your thoughts and your rating? Well, DDP's out here and Carl Malone finally joins him. And he's dressed just like DDP. There is no difference between the two. Carl, the mailman Malone, because he always delivers, and they come into the ring and they scare off Hogan and Roderman. And everything all prepared, that was nice. Sorry,
1: yes, uh, first match, Raven versus Saturn. I gave that. I thought it was a crap ending, personally. But I gave that a three point five because it was a good start, and I was actually starting to get into the match.
0: Yeah, I mean the the bump sat and took off the turnbuckle, not through both tables. Could he missed? But still enjoyed. He still enjoyed, and uh, I, I, I I didn't mind the ending to that. It was just Raven Flocks getting involved. But yeah, that was three and a half out of five for me. I uh, thought great way to start. And then we moved on to the Cruiserweights, Juve versus Kidman. And it continued the trend of a great match where we've seen hardcore in the first one is more Cruiserweight and higher flying style, which I think is really, really enjoyable, didn't you?
1: I did, yeah. I thought it was a very exciting match. These two guys had a lot of chemistry together. I gave that a 3.75.
0: I was going to do that, and then I gave it a 4 out of 5 instead. Because I thought, no, it deserves it. Come on now. I mean, the level of what we saw... Even though it was a little bit shorter than I would have hoped. Still enjoyable. Like I say, 450 shooting star is impressive on paper view. 1998. Match three, Stevie Ray versus Chavito.
1: Yes, well, I, you know, it it was a very short match. It was won by uh, a, a submission due to a handshake. I gave that a three still because I thought it was very clever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. And I, it, it yeah.
1: kind of adapted to the storyline and it played part and parcel, you know, and especially towards the ending of the next match it kind of you know it kind of made a bit of sense
0: yeah exactly that storyline wise is brilliant three out of five for me as well because it did what it did and we weren't expecting that you know and then matt on to match four eddie versus chavo hair versus hair i thought these two guys had absolutely oh, what was your rating for the stevie chavo three out of five
1: all right. I thought these guys had absolutely brilliant chemistry. You can tell they have wrestled each other multiple, multiple times, but they just didn't miss a beat. It was bang, 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 you know, one move after another. And yeah, you know, I just thought it was absolutely perfect between these two guys.
0: Yeah, no, I really, really enjoyed it. Like I said, obviously the chemistry is on point, and the, the the comedy in it, as well as the seriousness, you could switch sides and see that. And Chavo is really selling the fact that he's, he's he's loco a little bit, and, and even Eddie's selling of the fact of that, of look, looking at him and going, oh, actually, no shit, I've, I've, I've gone too far here with Charvo. Yeah. He's telling a great story. So yeah, what was your rating for that? I gave that a four and a half out of five. Yeah, I gave that a four out of five, but now I'm thinking about it, I might up that a little bit now. Yeah, I'll give that a four four and a quarter. Nice oh, that's easy. Oh, wait a minute, the bell's finally rang in this match, and after all the posturing, we're going to get Dennis Roderman... And Carmelo's starting. He can feel the excitement in the crowd. Let's just focus on this for a second here. This is going to be off the wall. Rodman's going to take off his sunglasses. No, he's not.
1: Hogan's going to take them off for him.
0: That's how bright his future is. He has to wear shades indoors. And he's going to face down with Carmelo. Malone.
1: The mailman who always delivers.
0: And Karl Malone's not alone. He's got DDP in his corner.
1: And Rodman taking some uh, some leaves out of Hogan's book there and uh, ducking between the ropes, you know, saying, clean break, please, clean break.
0: I mean, I don't know what the equivalent would be. Would it be Harry Kane versus Lukaku? Do you know what I mean in a match? And you're right, nothing's happened yet. But it's all about a spectacle. It's the 1980s main event. It's like WrestleMania. Oh, come alone, looking for a test of strength.
1: Is Rodman going for it? Uh, Malone just slaps Rodman's hand away. There's a lot going on, but fuck all happening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, Malone. Oh, we're going to get Hogan. No, he's not.
1: Oh, DDP's going to get Rodman. Nah. Why well, is Hogan calling Malone a chicken when it's Rodman that's backing away? Yeah,
0: he didn't want to test the strength flow, did he? He slaps away the hand. So maybe that Rodzilla is Roddy for action. Corleone tie-up, and Rodman's got the side headlock. Rodman has got the side headlock. Malone pushing away. Rodman out. My God. That is fantastic there. Dennis Rodman getting out of harm's way. Hogan now seeing him there. I've seen some classic encounters in my time. But Malone and uh Rodman is, is up there. Rock Austin. Hogan, Angel, the giant—the ir- irresistible force meeting the immovable object—and a disciple at ringside. How can this get any better? Robin slowly going to get back in, and now Malone gesticulating for the diamond cutter. And here comes Hogan. So, match five was Conan versus Disco Inferno. Uh, I thought this was fun. It was harmless. It was over before it, you know, it became offensive. Alex Wright being involved made me laugh, and him being tortured on the outside, even though Luke struggled, was funny. Nash, I don't know why they're involved with this, though. Nash, Jackknife. Why, when they're um, kind of low mid cards, are the Wolfpack doing this?
1: And they're meant to be faces
0: as well. I know, so it doesn't really, make, doesn't really make sense. But I still gave that a three out of five.
1: I gave that a two and a half out of five. I just thought it was nothing special. And, you know, this is coming from someone who's more of a Conan fan. I know, I
0: know. I mean, but for some reason, you know, I know the Wolf Wolfpack, the, the, but they were different. And, again, they should have focused on that rather than halving back to the same thing. We've got Malone and Hogan. They finally, after a couple of minutes, tied up. And now Malone's got Hogan in all sorts of trouble. Then match six, we're talking about um, unprofessional professionals. Kevin Green against the Giant. I mean Hogan should have cloned Kevin Green, shouldn't he, and been like, I can use you, brother. He
1: should have done, yeah, you know, it was Hogan's younger brother.
0: Brother. Brother.
1: <laughs> but I thought it was a very protected match. Again, you know, nothing special happened, nothing that kind of was like, Oh wow, that was a a good match. Uh, so I gave that two and a half again.
0: Yeah, I gave that a three out of five. I think I was quite nice with my ratings here tonight. Malone just slammed Hogan. Malone slammed Hogan. It was heard around the world, but now he tags in Paige. And I thought Paige and Hogan would actually wrestle just then. And now Hogan...
1: Page wants Rodman. Yeah, now Rodman's so getting Page in. Page gets Rodman.
0: Well, he wants Rodman, gets him. See what happens. Wait a minute, let's just see them not tie up for ten minutes first. Oh my God, collar and elbow tie up.
1: And DDP gets the better of that exchange, pushes Rodman away. Hogan complaining about a hair pole
0: and Paige just wants to bang him. Oh my, this match. All right, match seven then. Yes, right. that was Mysterio
1: <laughs> versus Chris Jericho. And again... Oh, fuck, I put Blinko. And again, you know, it was very good storytelling between these two guys. It, it's, you know, it's kind of, again, a story that's come in full circle. Jericho was the man responsible for putting Mysterio out for a few months. And, you know, he's... He goaded... Malenko into hitting him, obviously getting him suspended. And then Rey Mysterio comes back, makes his return. And thanks to a bit of help
0: from Malenko's distraction, got the victory. Yeah. I think one of the things that is very underrated with WSW is that they always um, get the creative side and the way they tell stories that WWE's kind of history looking back saying they, they never really could do it. There's no really kind of great stories in WSW at this time. When you look at the main event talent and what was going on there, I feel that wasn't a creative process with people in control of their own destiny. It's a case of doing what they wanted to do. And that's why the stories weren't well told. When you look down the card, you look at Eddie versus Chavez and what happened there uh, and how good it was. That was a great story. And then with Jericho and Mysterio. I think Jericho's Cruiserweight title reign has been the best story told throughout WSW this year. When you look at what he done with Malenko, Malenko walking away and him coming back, the injuries to Mysterio, disrespect there, taking who into, and uh, even with Prince Ikea okay, taking, you know, stuff away from him, and now finally getting the comeuppance in the way he did. I think it's absolutely brilliant, and I think it's like that doesn't get enough recognition nowadays, 20 years on. That story on 205 Live now would probably be the best thing told on WWE TV because of the way they've gone about it. And it helps, obviously, with the talent of Jericho Mysterio. I mean, I could have watched that go 20 to 25 minutes, but the way they told the story with Malenko's involvement, opens opens, and it's just saying that you want to see what happens next. You know, you want to turn into Night and go, right, let's see what the weights are doing, rather than the kind of boring main events that they got.
1: Indeed, yes. Uh,
0: right, we're in the match. Rodman's actually wrestling Paige. I'm a bit surprised by that. I thought Rodman would get tagged out by now. Yeah. Paige has taken it down a couple of times. <coughs> all, base, all basic submissions though, isn't it? There's nothing, and there's nothing special here. The bumps are very low risk. It is just literally just rolls at the moment. No flat butt bumps that I've seen. And there you go by Rodman. Oh my god, and then he broke his neck then. The Leapfrog a couple of times, tried to shoulder block, and then just his arm, I think, fell and he went head first into Page. Page with a cover, but Dennis Rodman kicks out. Uh. And now here comes Carl Malone. And wouldn't you know, Rodman tags out. Well, Rodman's fucked now. He's like, no, that's me done. I'm going to lay here for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan says he's going to break him. Right, match eight, Bret Hart versus Booker. Uh, Again, disappointed with the the time limit in it. I think they could have gone on for a little bit more and told a good story. But I didn't mind the finish in the end with the DQ because it showed Bret had that vicious side. We wanted to see more from him. And you can't get worse than that, can you, really? Attacking him, trying to break his fucking leg.
1: Indeed, yes.
0: What are your thoughts?
1: I, I just wanted more. I wanted a lot more from it. I don't know, I was... I think Brett's kind of losing a step since coming over WCW. Maybe he's got lazy. Maybe he's phoning in a bit. Maybe you know, maybe he doesn't have to perform like he used to because you know we've we're going back to watching matches of him and British Bulldog going for half hour slam, and you know that's the kind of things I wanted to see and yeah. I wanted to
0: expect from Brett. But
1: yeah. you know, you're just seeing him kind of phoning it in, and it. Again, it was too short. I just was left wanting more.
0: It seems like his heart's not in it in WWE, really, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? not in it. No, no it, it really does. Though, like I say it feels like he's just not taking it easy, but just going along with things. It's obviously, he's not happy. I don't think he ever really wanted to leave the WWF. and right like the Goldberg situation. Rather than just getting on with it, they're complaining and moaning about other things and trying to change it round like this. You know, Hogan's association with Goldberg with Bret Hart with what's going on now in our main event, with Kevin Nash, everyone throughout the card, it all based around Hogan. Hogan is the centre of this WCW universe right now. When you think about everybody around him, it all comes off Hogan. And that is the problem with WCW at this time. I think we've, we've just basically worked it out. We look through the card, you know. Carl Malone is in, and he's been beaten down by Hogan, thanks to a Rodman cheap shot. And now it's Hogan with the elbow drops. The man who lost to Goldberg is beating up Carl Malone.
1: Yeah, and anyway, I gave that a 3.25.
0: I gave that a three and a half because I still think it was much better. Like, the half was because of the talent involved compared to, like, Conan versus um, Disco match. I want well, the half... Well, yeah, it's Booker Benoit, isn't it? Booker Brett. And then match nine, World Heavyweight title, Gilbert, uh, Goldberg versus... Kurt henning. Well I thought that was a bloody good
1: defence from Goldberg. It, it 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 kind of shows that with the right opponent, you know, he can give a bit more into the match. You know, and so if he keeps going up through the calibres of wrestlers he's going against, I think you know his matches can only get better and better.
0: Yeah no I really really enjoyed it. They're exactly the same here. It's uh one of these things we be. That can do it right, so why didn't they keep doing it for? And that's one of these things, must be the backstage thing of creative. Uh, A really, really important match. Uh, I think I gave that same as you. What did you give that down? I gave that a four. Yeah, I gave that a four out of five as well. And now on to the main event. I'll tell you something, it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Not too bad. Malone's in there. Rodman came in for a time, slammed him down. Cutler moves, Hogan's back in. Malone, though, is taking most of the punishment, getting pinned but managing to kick out. And now Hogan with the sleeper hold on Carmelo Malone. Comes over,
1: takes out Hogan, takes Rodman off the side of the apron. He goes down like a sack of shit. Now Paige unleashing on Hollywood. Yeah, he got the hot tag in. He's on fire,
0: baby. Irish whip but a cheap, cheap shot from Rodman. But just like that, Hogan takes over. We thought Paige was doing all right. And Dennis Rodman and the disciple at ringside helping Hogan out. Big burp coming. Uh. Big not, not a bigger fault. Smells like cum. <laughs> Looks like cum. Tastes like cum. It's cum. Cum, sponsored by Mark Tardis. And Hogan cuts off DDP, spitting at Malone just because he's black. That is disgusting. And now Rodman choking out Page. Double team there by Hogan and Rodman. Double clothesline. Page down. No, managing to kick out. Uh. I don't know how much more punishment... DDP can take in this match. Seriously, it is really, really bad. And now Rodman and Hogan, double teaming Page. Double big boot, my word. Hogan slamming DDP down, going for the cover. But again, Page kicking out two. Two. Hogan and Rodman taking easy pitches. Rodman and Hogan. Hogan and Rodman. Rodman and Hogan. Nice tags in and out. Double teaming on Page. Oh, wait a minute, Paige fighting out the corner. Funny gonna get a chance, but Hogan stops him down. God darn it. DDP tags in Malone. And here comes Malone, and Hogan doesn't want any of this. Malone with a clothesline. Some fans in the... Yeah, look, my prediction is James Rhodes' predictions, baby! <laughs> Malone slams down Hogan. Got Rodman! Slams down Rodman! This is incredible by the main man, mailman. He's delivering right now. He's got Hogan. Rodman's slow to get to his feet. Finally does. Double noggin knocker. The meeting of the minds if they had any. And now Hogan is in trouble. Malone has been incredible here. Taking down Hogan. Signalling for the diamond cutter. Tags in Page. This is over. and It, oh, it is over soon. They think it's all over. Bang! It is now.
1: Can you get the cover? Surely. Don't call me Shirley, but it looks like DDP's going to win it. Oh no, here comes Roderman. sneaking in. But here comes he alone. Oh! Bang!
0: Double diamond cutter. Charles, you're in charge of the referee. Charles in charge. Oh. Disciples
1: in. Stunners DDP.
0: And puts Hogan on page. Oh, for fuck's sake. So
1: the Disciple beat Page.
0: With a stone-cold stanner. Hogan gets the victory. Unbelievable stuff there. But oh, look, Malone! Diamond cut to the Disciple! So the face team who should have won ends up losing, but at least Hogan gets the job done. And Malone wants to be the winner, but he's not. Now we get a lot of rubbish thrown in. Well, he can't believe it. Well, Malone thought he was a the winner there. But in the end, it was Rodman and Hogan. And the referee's not happy. He's not happy referee. No! Bang.
1: Diamond cut for Charles Robinson.
0: Bang. Well, what did Charles do wrong? And him and Paige.
1: Well, Charles wasn't in charge.
0: On the same page. But Hogan goes away to a win. I mean, Dan, what are your faults? On that match
1: um it was it was just a showcase, really wasn't it? You know it was I think it was ten fifteen minutes longer than it actually needed to be you know you should if if you've got one wrestler in there with no talent, it shouldn't go that long, but you've got two wrestlers in there or two you know sports stars in there, personalities in there, without any wrestling talent. I don't think it should go on for for as long as it did. I know they did spend a lot of their time just, you know, wondering about, feeling each other out, and you know, things like that. But it, it was nothing more than a glorified showcase match, yeah. was it?
0: No, but I, I, I'm gonna, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think credit must be there for Malone and Rodman, even though they're they're millionaires in their own sport, and they come here and they're getting involved in it. They wrestled a lot longer than we do see other personalities doing it. Whether that be right or wrong. I think that's fair. I think it's Hogan show again. Hogan gets the victory, of course he does, even though it was Malone and DDP's, you know, idea originally. But that is the Hogan way, and the NWO Black and White are celebrating as we go off the air. I mean, look at Henning, under, you know, just lost to Goldberg, the disciple Scotty Steiner, Scott Hall. Is the Black and White dominate? We don't know. We're gonna find out now because we're gonna watch the last three night shows. But before we do, to the night, Dan. My my match of the night was Eddie versus Chavo all day long. I've got to agree with you there with Eddie versus Chavo. And you're rating at a ten?
1: Seven and a half. I thought it was you know, entertaining from start to finish. There was a few lulls in it, but, you know, give me a pay-per-view that doesn't.
0: I'm going to give it a solid eight, because it's one of those pay-per-views where... I really, really enjoyed it, apart from this last match. But, again, now it's a choice that you can just turn it off and that would be done with a pay-per-view. I think it's enjoyable otherwise. You know, like I say, we saw a couple of great stories being told, uh, a couple of good matches. We didn't have, like, a classic match. But, again, from what we've seen in Dubstow, this has got to be one of the best pay-per-views you've seen this year, hasn't it? Almost oh, you know? certainly, yeah.
1: It's, it's certainly an improvement on what we've seen before. Again, it's it starred too much NWO Wolfpack, really. Yeah.
0: So, after the pay-per-view and uh, what a... <laughs> that main event. Nitro 148, July 13th. And I am trying to forget the main event at that fairly lacklustre pay-per-view. I mean, this whole Rodman Malone shit needs to end. I mean, it is really terrible. Tyson was fine because he was not front and centre. It did not dis- detract from the show. This crap does. And while a novelty for a show or two, such as for interviews or run-ins, but the actual wrestling sucks. Now... Eric Bischoff has to figure out what to do with Goldberg and with Bret Hart and others. And hopefully it is done well. And if they can keep the gap closed with Raw, then they should be all right. The rating stays strong with a near 4.5 off a strong start at 4.7. But it fell to a 4.0 when Raw started but had a strong finish with 4.7. Raw got a 4.65 off a 4.4 and it rose to a 4.9. So you can see there's still interest in the product as they go back and forth.
1: Yes, and the recap of Goldberg winning is truly a big moment and they are playing it up as one, and so they should. And here comes Bischoff with Liz and the rest of the NWO Hollywood, uh, with the rest of the NWO Hollywood, now with Hoke Hogan leading the way. After a long flex, ready to finally speak. Bischoff does for a moment. He holds the mic for Hogan, who declares the propaganda has to stop and NWO is family. Goldberg's reign is just a flash in the pan, and it will end soon. Now to some family business. Love truly hurts, and there are some bumps in the road that are going to be straightened out. If it was not for Hall, he would not be in the situation he was in. Situation. He allowed Goldberg to mow him down, and he has heard the back and he has heard the back talk that Hall thinks he is the man to run the n w o He's calling Hall out tonight, and Hall is his. Hall starts off with "Hey, yo," and he has done everything Hogan said, including hit Nash because he needs the money. Hall is all for a match and tells Hogan to stop singing singing it and bring it. Hogan is the big, bad creep tonight, and he's going to take him down. Hogan tells Bischoff to stop snickering, and he is upset about Goldberg, and he is upset about Goldberg got the match, and e b will be the ref tonight. Bischoff tries to beg off, and Hall interrupts and tells him. All he has to do is count one, two, three, and tosses his toothpick at Hogan, who is not happy. Hogan tells Hall to go to the back and get ready. Hogan declares that the Disciple knows how to handle business and they could learn from him. Disciple is fucking awful on the mic. I mean awful. He wants a piece of DDP tonight for hitting him with a chair and he's going to beat him up despite costing DDP the match last night. He is still talking. Okay, Hogan states they are going to find
0: out who is for life tonight. My God, they're trying out Hogan and the same old shit week in, week out. Match one is is the Barbarian versus Horace. Anyway, it was a back and forth match with the Barbarian getting a win. Not much here. The flock runs in and pounds in. Meng runs in and now he puts the Barbarian in the death grip. Gene is with Kurt and Rick Rude. Gene wants to know where Rude was last night. Rude makes some excuse that his flight was cancelled and Kurt was left alone with a bad will and he blames Goldberg. So we wondered where Rick Rude was at the pay-per-view and apparently it was due to a bad flight, not because he didn't want to be there. Kurt found out the weakness of Goldberg and tonight he wants a rematch. And he wants to face him solo without Rude there. Rude wants to know if he's sure and Kurt is and he has to get the point across. Kurt wants to prove he is the greatest athlete. I didn't see a weakness last night against Goldberg. <laughs> nah, um no one's able to
1: find a weakness. I don't think there could be a weakness if there was three Kurt Hennings, but you know, that's just me. Well Gene is now with Jojo and they bring out Ray Mysterio Junior. Before they can talk to Ray, Jericho comes out. He has the WCW rulebook. Jojo is hesitant, Jericho continues and Dean being sustained present and the match is now null and void and Jericho demands Jojo repeat what he said. Jericho claims the match then never took place, and Jojo agrees. Jericho states, here's the champ now, and a pacing Ray has finally left. Jojo agrees again that he is still champ. Ray is still there and refuses to give the belt back as Jericho demands it. Gene tells Ray that he has to give it up, and Ray reluctantly does, and Dean comes out and tells Jericho that he will not get away with this. He already has, and Dean and Ray will face off to
0: become the number one contender tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's a great match, but... Again, I do like the story, but did they really have to have him like two months in a row in that way, kind of getting the title back in the match never happened and the kind of forfeiting of it? Does it take away from the match that we saw? I, I think it does a little I don't know. bit. I think, I think it's a quite a comical way.
1: It's just Jericho being, you know, trying to get himself over more as a heel. You know, he lost the title fair and square-ish, but yeah, he still retains it. You know, Possibly in, in yeah. kind
0: of, you know, I'll, I'm going to use the rule books to my advantage. Yeah. And he is, isn't he? You know, Jericho's been really entertaining that way. Plus, we get to see Mysterio versus Malenko. Later tonight, in the next match was Jim Duggan versus Rick Fuller. Ho! Hey! Fuller's gotten on one move in, he's getting dismantled. Fans are certainly behind Duggan. Duggan finishes him off with a dreaded three point stance. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bit of a squad, is not it? Yeah. But Buff is back out in the
1: uh, <coughs> Buff is back out in the wheelchair, and Gene tells him that everyone has been asking about him. He is glad to see him back. Buff has been watching every week and has seen the n w o split, and he has to go his own way and Scotty can go his. He wants Rick to come out Rick in a sling comes out, and Buff starts to speak. but here comes Hogan and the disciple oh, yet again. Rick backs off as Hogan threatens him. Buff needs to do what Hulk tells him and Hogan has taught him to be a man and tells him it tells him NWO is for life. He's sick of Buff and calls him a cream puff and pushes him out of the wheelchair and leaves. The fans chant Hogan sucks.
0: Oh my god, so forty five minutes and we've been graced with Hulk Hogan twice, so even though he's not the champion, again still a man, are we really gonna believe Buff Bagwell has got a serious injury that he's not gonna turn on someone? And what what's happened with Rick Steiner? Where's Scott Steiner? What's going on there? I don't I know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm asking questions there's no answers to. Match three, Fit Finlay versus Bret Hart. They lock up and Bret pushes him in the corner where he hammers him. Bret rubs his face across the rope, kicks him and then headbutts him. Fit pokes the eye and drops him with an uppercut. Fit measures his shots and gets a two count. Two. Fit is having a way as his clothesline and then stomps on him. They are now out on the floor with Fit stalking him, but he gets nutted. <laughs> And now Brett in command, and he gives Fit a backbreaker and drops his head on the groin. Fitlow makes a comeback and puts Brett in the chin lock, but Brett is up and works him over in a corner. But then again, he runs into a boot after the whip, and Fit gets another two. Two. After a short-arm clothesline. But Brett strikes for an inverted atomic drop, puts him off the, pulls him off the ropes, and finishes him with this sharp shoot. I mean, it was okay, Matt. It's nice to see Brett in action, Fit is always decent. And again, he's had these matches that they could have done more with. Indeed, yes. And it's,
1: you know, it is what it is really, isn't it? But Brett's actually finally getting in the ropes, which is always a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um Up next, we've got Stevie Ray versus Rick Martel. <coughs> Ray has the TV title. Martel is back. Oh, joy. Penza and the ref are baffled as to why he has the belt, but the match starts... And Ray starts strong, but Martel gets some blows in and drops him. He goes for the arm. Ray is up, but is put back in the armbar. Martel is tossed to the floor and holds the knee. Ray leaps off the apron and nails him. And then we go
0: to a commercial. <coughs> so Rick Martel was injured in a match with Booker T at the, paper at the start of the year. He's come back now. But why has Stevie got his brother's title? Well, Martel's laid out in the middle of the ring as we come back. And Martell grabs him and gets two. Two after a sunset flip. He stomps on Ray and gets two more. Two after a drop kick he goes back to the arm. He's still working over the arm and Ray slowly gets vertical and Martel leaps right on his power slam. Ray misses the elbow drop and Rick gets another two after a hip toss. Two Now Martel runs with an elbow and he's kicked. Martel back suplexes Ray and has him in a crab, but Brett runs down and belts Martel with a chair and the ref does not see it because the referee <laughs> tonight, yay is the worst. And Ray finishing them off with a slapjack.
1: Lovely. Uh, well, You know, it's far too long a match. Yeah, it's awful, yeah. Well, Ray is, willing to def- Ray is willing to defend the title against anybody, and Gene is baffled. And Ray claims he has the belt and will defend it against all comers. He claims Booker has given him the power of attorney, and Gene wants to see the paperwork.
0: Ray may bring it next week. Gene is suspicious. Mm, I wonder what's going on there. Hey, what a great match next day. This is why Nitro was doing so well. Match five, Conan versus Barry Darso. Sting is with him, and even he can't save it. They do their thing to get the crowd riled up. I, I've not got much to say on this. Barry gets in some offence before getting destroyed. Tequila sunrise, you know the odd less shit.
1: Mean Gene is in the ring and calls out DDP. DDP is fired up and makes no excuses and wants a Disciple right now
0: and he obliges. Oh, thank goodness. We're getting a dream match. DDP versus the Disciple.
1: Well, DDP stomps on him as he gets in the ring and then back suplexes him, but Disciple strikes back and takes him down where he chokes him out on the ropes. He chokes him out in the corner, runs pillar to post and then pile drives him. Rude has come out and Disciple looks at him and gets nailed with a jawbreaker. DDP goes up top, and Rude shoves him off. Rude is on the apron, and Disciple goes to run DDP at him, but it fails, and Rude fa-
0: falls, and Disciple is rolled up and pinned. Well, the fans were hot for DDP. Hogan attacks him from behind with a chair, and DDP is out. But the question he you got asked, like, WWE getting all these wrestlers at the time, you know, Rick Rude and that, when he came over, it was a big shock. And now it's like, we don't really know what to do with him, so let's stick him in a match. <laughs> He's meant to be heading, but we'll put him in with uh, DDP and The Disciple. It just seems a bit of a mess at the moment. Well, match sevens: Canyon versus Raven versus Saturn. Do you know what?
1: If no one from the NWO comes out and ruins this match, I'm going to be pissed
0: off. Let's see if Hogan arrives. Canyon is attacked to the ring by the NWO. No. <laughs> and now Saturn runs in and beats on both. Hammers Raven inside the ring, and Canyon takes him out with a singing net break. Singing with a swinging net break. Why doesn't Elias do the singing netbreaker? Anyway, all three are now beating on each other with Saturn getting the upper hand. Raven is getting pounded and Canyon comes back in the frame, picks up Raven and the fireman's carry and literally spikes him through the mat. When I say literally, he didn't literally do that. Saturn runs over Canyon and they both end up on the floor. Saturn pulls out a table and lays Canyon on top of it. Saturn goes up top and splashes right onto him. Lodi grabs Saturn and rolls him into the ring. Raven places him on top and wants to suplex him off, but he's tossed off and Canyon crotches Saturn.
1: Now Canyon is going up top. Canyon misses a splash, but Saturn does not and Canyon barely makes the save. Canyon places him up top and Raven is there too. And we get triple back suplex. Raven tries to pin each, but only gets a two. Two. And has Raven down for the count with a flat up but Saturn makes a save. Satan grabs Raven, hits a Death Valley driver, but Canyon pulls him to the floor and they hammer each other. They fight out the ramp and it's a count out in a Ravens rules match.
0: No, that doesn't make much sense, but quite a fun match. Angle advancement for that one. And now, next match should be good because it's Ray Mysterio versus Dean Malenko. Um, this should be a great one, both after Jericho. and Both men has got a lot of... You a... can see that in the start. I reckon Dean put a headlock in, but Raven reversed it. Now Dean has a wrist. And both flop to the mat. That's awful what you're saying, flop to the mat. (laughs) This is beautiful by these two. Snap there, attempt by Dean, but Ray lands on his feet. Malenko picks up Ray, but Ray turns it into an arm drag. Dean will to the outside. Here comes Ray now. Sliding out after him, both men roll back into the ring and they're (laughs) face-to-face yet again. That's what we like to see. Both men want Chris Jericho. I mean... Why don't he just have a triple threat match, really fuck Jericho over? Malenko takes the arm, and I gotta say he's more obviously of the technical wrestling this one. I mean he knows over a thousand holes, doesn't he? But with Mysterio Jericho Beans, knows so, a thousand and two, yeah. So, you know, he's fair. nothing special. And he knows about the contracts, that's why he always got back. But Malenko working over the arm of Ray, and Ray's been out for so long with a leg, you can see the knee brace he's wearing now.
1: Malenko's got Ray tied
0: up, he's got the arm and he's got the head scissors on as well. Now Mysterio can barely move. Ray managed to get out of it, though, and stick a headlock in himself, and now he's working the arms. Trying to get maybe a handlebar. Pushing down, goes
1: for cover, but Malenko up at one. One. Surprised with the power
0: there, with Mysterio managing to push Malenko down. Ray's actually tiny, isn't he? He is so small. I mean, the amount of muscle he put on in WWE is quite incredible. I even think he wore some heels, because... You, you look at the legs as well, you know, like he is quite a, he's a really small dude. He might have had his knees. I mean, the, the amount of padding and stuff like that, yeah, I suppose that's why he wore the, uh, like the, you know what I mean, the pants, as the kids would say. But I do like the question marks from Mysterio. Exactly. Why? Did you get any question marks? It's he he's an enigma. Are you sure their question marks are not just sevens? <laughs> well, Ray there tried the springboard, taking Malenko, Malinka breaker. Now he runs the ropes. Well, sends Malenko to the outside. Is Mysterio going to go flying? Yes, he Whoa. does. And that is a beautiful plancher. plancher over the top there. Ray throws it back in. Oh, what's he looking for now? The West Coast pop? Yeah, here we go. Springboard, Malenko oh. scouted.
1: Ducks underneath Ray, tilt well backbreaker, and sends Ray to the mat. So again, with Ray Mysterio, twenty years later, and he's still quite a hot commodity to join the
0: WWE again. I know, and he did well, didn't he? Oh wait, a Ray Mysterio rolls up Malenko. No, Malenko turns it. Well, Malenko was looking for the cloverleaf. Ray Mysterio got him in a small package. Only gets a two, two. Then Malenko reverses it and gets the two on Ray, two. I think the thing was Ray. They thought he was listen pu- brilliant by Mysterio pulls out Malenko, goes for the cover. Oh, but Mysterio, uh, but Malenko managing to kick out. Ah. To Malinko. It did Ray well to go away for that amount of time and then come back. Because if you yeah. look at his reaction he was getting. Oh my word, Malinko just throws Ray up. Looks like Mysterio's maybe trying to catch himself in that top rope, But instead that left leg got hung up. Good way of selling a fuck up. And now Malinko. Irish ripping again, stopping Mysterio. Going up for the power bomb and Ray rolls. And now Malenko turns it into a pin himself. But Mysterio managing to kick out. Uh. Both men slow to their feet and Ray's had a counter for everything Malenko has done. Another Irish rip reversal. Yeah, Malenko's got a 1001 moves. But Ray Mysterio's got a 1001 counters. And he's just maybe he's got his number in this one. Mysterio shot to the gut of Malenko. Goes up.
1: Malenko catches him. Oh, but Mysterio's trying to fight out. Both men are perched. Well, Malenko's sat on the top turnbuckle. Oh. Mysterio going for a, like a Hurricane Rana. Malenko catches him. He's got him up on his shoulders. Oh. Oh, and a second rope gut buster to Ray.
0: Ooh. And it took Malenko down and. Oh, look at Chris Jericho. He's got the belt in his hand. He's swinging it. Referee can't see. Bang. Belts oh. Malenko across the
1: back. And Jericho's at, pleased with himself. Well, he's smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette in his gob. He's just got a smile on his face because he knows he's going to be going against Rey Mysterio for the title.
0: Ah, oh, Rey gets the cover. You can't blame Rey for that. He's only doing what was right. But unbelievably, Dean Malenko wins, thanks to Jericho and his shenanigans. But what do you think of the match? I thought it was very entertaining.
1: You know, these two guys, they've certainly got a lot of chemistry in the ring. I'd like to have seen a proper match
0: between these two as well. Yeah, it would been nice going a little bit longer, but it is what it is, I suppose. Uh, and we move on. Our next match is Lex Luger and Kevin Nash versus Disco Alex Inferno Wright. and Alex Magia.
1: And not only is it, it's like a three-on-two handicap match.
0: <laughs> yeah, look at that.
1: Because we've got Alex Wright, Disco Inferno, and Alex Wright's dong.
0: We've got the total package going against Lex Luger in this one. <laughs> and look at Alex Wright nipping up with Luger showing that he's got the power arm drags Lex Luger my word very impressive actually so you dance son you've earned it my god sting at ringside as well red and black still can't go over that uh oh and Conan don't forget Conan he's there oh, a... oh I forgot him oh I'm sorry and Luger making his comeback he's the one
1: wearing like um a golfer's hat upside down backwards
0: he's so cool well, Lex is flexing, clotheslining, flexing, clotheslining. You know, you look just like Conan. On LA. we're getting bowdy, bowdy. Oh, and Alex Wright doesn't want any of it. And oh, look, your mate Conan throwing disco in.
1: Your mate Conan.
0: And Alex Wright, yeah, go beat up Conan. Oh, looking to bounce
1: Conan's head off the ring apron, but. Conan reverses it, throws him into Barry K, Sting comes off, splashes him. And you're telling me the ref can't see this?
0: Well, maybe. Well, it's Charles Robinson, so, you know. And Disco, oh. Maybe thought it'd become part of the wolf pack then, but it gets clotheslined. So is
1: Disco and Alex Wright not faces then, because they look really facey to me?
0: Well, I've, I think they're disliked because they're German and one. Dances the disco. Oh, no. Well, Alex is Alex Wright is up for the torture rack. Disco's getting jackknifed. And the Wolfpack are here in the house. I mean, you look at that. That's quite a strong unit and Conan. <laughs> There's one good wrestler and
1: the rest of the Wolfpack. Oh, my God. He can sting with a smile on his face I as know. well.
0: When he ever look so happy? Rolling disco out the ring. Do you, oh, I don't know. What I was about to say, exclude Conan. Do you think Nash, Luger, and Sting would be a rival for Hall, Nash, and Hogan?
1: Oh, um, I don't know because I'm not that big a fan on Lex.
0: On upside side down, doesn't he really? You know, I mean, you can say maybe because Sting was maybe going to be originally part of the NWA, but hey, oh my god, it's my favourites tonight because up next it's Stephen Michael. Versus Eddie Guerrero. Well, Eddie attacks him right at the bell. He drop
1: kicks him twice and hammers him into a corner. Mongo tries to fight back, but is whipped into the ropes and dropped with a forearm. Now, Eddie leaps right into him and is slammed. Mongo Mongo suplexes him. Chavo comes right it and Mongo is down. And Eddie is up for the frog splash, but Chavo will not move. Eddie hops down, kicks Chavo into Mongo. And that upsets the latter and he tombstones Chavo.
0: Well, nice to see Eddie not get pinned in this one. And then match 11, one of our main events, Hollywood Hogan versus Scott Hall. Well, Hall tosses a toothpick at Hogan and then does it to Eric Hogan hits Hall, then rakes the back. But Hall bites his hand. Hogan has the arm and takes down Hall. He allows him to get up and now Hall has the arm and paintbrushes Hogan to the cheers of the crowd. But Hogan counters with a clothesline. Hogan pulls him up, punches him a few times, and now Robert punches the head. Hogan continues to work him over and gets some help from the disciple. Hogan back-sleep him, and Hall has the ropes, but Bischoff still counts two. Two. Hogan chokes out Hall and then goes over and shoves Bischoff as the disciple chokes out Hall. Hall blocks Hogan, now he sandwiches Hogan and stomps and hits him. Hogan comes back and cheats a bit as he has him in the sleeper, and Hulk, Hulk almost has him, but Hall reverses it. Bischoff makes him break and Hogan nuts him. Bischoff does not mind it, nor does he mind when Hogan stomps in his nuts. Hogan pulls him up and it's big boot time. Hogan calls for the crowd. DDP runs down and runs over Hogan and then the disciple,
1: who is just staggering. Bischoff is given a diamond cutter and now Hogan recovers quickly and takes out DDP. Nash sprints to the ring and he never moves this quick. <laughs> Nash beats on Hogan. He helps out Nash and holds Hogan for a bit until Hall attacks Nash. Now Hogan and the, and the disciple are beating up DDP.
0: Wow! So there we go. It's NWO Wolfpack versus DDP and Nash. Really, I, I suppose it can't NWO Hollywood. NWO Hollywood. It kind of makes sense if you know what I mean. But what, what can I say? It's the same old Hogan shit, isn't it? We've seen him what four times today on this episode, and for me, it's just it's just too much. Too much NWO. You know, the Finley Brett match and the Eddie uh, and the Malinko Mysterio match is perfect in there. And yet. Well, match
1: 12, and it gets the Michael Bouffier treatment. And it is Kurt Henning versus Goldberg for the WCW title. And this is the proper Goldberg entrance, following him from his dressing room, surrounded by police officers. And James, do you know that police officers aren't there to protect Goldberg? No. They're to protect everyone else ah. from
0: Goldberg. Well, we are ready for the main event. You talk about proper Goldberg entrance from the back through all that smoke and fireworks and blowing out the smoke and ready for action. It's, it's kind of awe-inspiring. And they say he's got a perfect record, 112. Well, Kurt Henning says he's got a game plan to stop that tonight. So we wonder what he's got in store. I mean, the world title... Is on the line here on Nitro. So, this is a rematch pay per view, of course. We'll bash at the Beach. They watched just a few minutes ago. Well, you know, you say
1: about Goldberg's perfect record. Well, only one man in there
0: is actually known as Mr. Perfect. And he's just slapped Goldberg across the face. No, that's a great idea.
1: Well, Kurt goes for a second one. Goldberg blocks it. Irish whips
0: him. Hits the spear. And I don't think this is going to go much longer. Uh, The crowd's on their feet. He's like Mike Tyson. A heavyweight boxer just knocks someone out. Goldberg's just speared heading. And now what happens, Dan? Well, James, he's going to jack him up. Hammer him down. One, two,
1: three. Good night, Kurt.
0: Well, whatever Kurt's game plan was, it really didn't work there, did it? I mean... Or uh, it's just it's just brilliant, and it? it's just Goldberg. And this sums up what Goldberg's all about. Again, a bit, a bit too quick for my liking, but on the Nitro, I guess that's acceptable, and pay per a little bit longer. But the fans are behind him, and I wonder what's next for old Bill.
1: Well, Kurt has helped make Goldberg and buried himself in the same match. Not sure if this is a good or a bad thing, but it's nice to elevate others, and Kurt is done As a semi-apocata, and they are definitely
0: serious about Goldberg. That's darling. Just see the replay of the spear and the jackhammer. But we move on to our next episode, Nitro, and that's July twentieth, episode one four nine.
1: They have handled Goldberg's win quite well. The follow-up was decent, as was Thunder. They are building towards something as Hall and Nash are finally getting their feud going, thanks to Hall being out of rehab. They need to use the Wolfpack more. DDP has not been pushed to the pay-per-view like many others have been let's get this bitch rolling as nitro got a fairly low 4.4 off hours 4.4 off of hours of a solid start with 4.7 but it dipped to two 4.2s while raw started strong with their go home show with a 4.6 and a 5.4 for
0: a 5.0 and if you understand that you're man than me at the moment uh, tonight Shivani have an orgasm as he acts like they do not know how the show is going to start. They probably really don't know. And it's Scott Hall. He tries for a survey but is booed. He then starts to make fun of Nash as he always on his back in the ring, getting saved by Hall. Nash is not the leader of the Wolfpack because he's not a man. He's an embarrassment to Hall and not half the man that Hogan is. And then the boos get louder. Love him or hate him, at least Hollywood is the man. In closing, everyone knows that NWO black and white is just too sweet, and he gets some support there. <coughs> well, the first match is Stevie Ray versus Jobber. And that's
1: not the name of a wrestler. It is an actual Jobber. Ray states, that, Ray states as he comes down to the ring that he does not have the belt, and he left it with his attorney. He assures that is what he is doing, and it's in the best interest of his brother. Brother. He's shaking the opponent's hand and making clean breaks. Ray has had enough and tears into the kid. Here comes Charvo and he has the belt, who is yelling that Ray forgot it. He waves it at Ray, but it does not stop him from finishing off Johnny Ball. I think that's who it is.
0: Well, a complete squash and Charvo drops the title and then runs while riding his horse, Pepe. Ray's leaving, trying to hide it behind his back. So what's going on there then? Hmm? Rick Steiner wants a piece for his brother at Sturgis. And he talks about Buff and his brother as well as his surgery. Good God, is Rick terrible on the stick. He's just rambling. Here comes Buff in the wheelchair and Rick states that what happened last week was a tragedy. Bad what what he did to Buff those months ago and apologises. Buff received thousands of letters and was initially mad about it, but he has come to peace about it. He has changed man and forgives Rick, tells him he loves him and then he gives him a hug. Scotty runs down and belts Rick with a chair. Buff is staggered and beef, briefly tries to protect Rick but takes a chair and blasts Rick and then takes off his neck break and his shirt to show off the NWOT. Ah, who would have thought that? How many fucking times? Well, after
1: that, Gene calls out Jericho, who is bragging about being champ and the terrible anguish that he has been going through due to Dean Malenko. The man has interfered in all his matches. He's even conspiring with Arne to beat him. It is because he wants a shot at his belt and he can never be a champion. A paragon of virtue like he is. Jericho is a fair champion and next week he's going to give Dean a chance to feed his starving ego. And this is his last chance if he loses back to cooking burgers as he will never get a chance at this belt ever again. Jericho reluctantly asks what will happen if Dean wins and Jericho laughs it off. and will give him a good old Canadian fight and then he shows off the belt.
0: Well, Hall heads to the broadcast table and asks if Larry missed him and then throws the toothpick at him. He has something to say. He's been learning a lot about movies since hanging out with Hogan and that is action. He warns about not replaying the Nash interview where he cried. Hall pats Tanae and off his hand, and then pulls it and crotch chops at Larry. Taney and
1: Tony have no idea what they're going to show. Well, Tanae and Tony have no idea when they're going to show that video. They pan to the outside and there is a sign that states star of the show and a car is crashed against the wall.
0: Well, match to Steve McMichael versus Sick Boy. Sick Boy. It's supposed to be a play on Leno, the star thing. Lodi tries to attack him and fails. Sick joins in and gets pummeled for a bit for a bit, but Sick Boy's finished feeling, Mongo Spike. Squash, I hate Mongo. Well
1: fuck me, Bischoff comes out doing the Leno thing. He's doing some stand-up. Oh, Lord. Hey, he did a Sheen joke. I forgot he was a fuck-up then, too. He now has some Lewinsky jokes and how Clinton has slept everywhere except at Hillary's and Reno's place uh, except... He now has some Lewinsky jokes and how Clinton has slept everywhere's and Reno's. Shivoni screeches that they are, they are the same jokes that Leno used on Friday. At least use some original jokes. The fans are booing... There is a Viagra joke. He makes fun of Leno and his chin. And now Leno and his love for bikes and compares it to Monica and swimsuit calendars. Hogan is there too and coming out.
0: <laughs> well, technical difficulties for the Nash interview and it's Hall messing with a truck. Nash is right there and they start brawling. Well, Nash is beating his ass and now Rudin Hen, Helen and the rest of the NWO comes out the trailer and they hammer him. Here comes the rest of the Wolfpack, pack and Hall is sent to the garage door but he fires back.
1: Here comes Brett Hart, and he wants DDP right here, right now. He wants the US belt right now, and they are the two top contenders for it. They pan to the back, and DDP is laid out, and Conan is screaming for help. Hart declares he is fine and tells DDP he needs to get his ass out here. Now, he and Larry... Dro- DDP is getting checked out. Brett heads to the ring. He waits there, and here comes JoJo. Brett wants DDP out here right now. They argue and fans chant for DDP as Jojo heads to the back.
0: Match three is Yuji Nagata versus Saturn. Okay, I guess the heart match is later. I thought Hogan was a guest on Bischoff's show. I I, I may not have been paying attention. Saturn takes him down and puts him in the cross arm breaker. Yuji gets to the ropes and Saturn kicks him in the head a few times. Nagata reverses the whip and gives him a belly to back suplex. He grabs a leg and goes to work on it. Saturn comes back with a belly-to-belly, but Nagata counts with a stiff kick to the head. Yuji stomps away.
1: Shivoni informs us that they just broke up the NWA melee and that Nash and Sting will face Hall and the Giant next to maintain order. Or EB notices what is going on on Raw and booked on the fly, or is it a way to make the show seem more spontaneous?
0: Well, Saturn is back in command and has him right where he wants him, but Raven runs down and connects with the even flow. Nagata finishes him and a flock attacks Saturn. But Canyon comes down and goes off. He gets an eruption after pile-driving Kidman for the middle rope. He grabs Saturn. and not sure what he's doing as he holds him. And Saturn gives him the Death Valley driver. So it looks like Canyon and Saturn are going to be working together against the flock. And then we get Sting and Nash versus Scott Hall and the Giant. And this is going to be for the WWE Tag Team titles. I mean, this is a, a dream match. This is what we want to see. Wolfpack versus the NWO. Even though Scott Hall is dressed like a Wolfpack member and now he's mocking Sting and Sting's changed
1: yeah he's wearing some like baggy pants he's got a Wolfpack t-shirt on still with his red and black face paint
0: a bit weird and Hall's got the armour Sting uh oh now Sting at Hall yeah clothes on the crotch chop and
1: it continues after this so the giant is into face Sting
0: a huge giant sucks chant going out through the crowd And he's looking at his former tag team partner. Remember they're both members of WCW trying to go for the better thing and now different members of the NWO.
1: Well, Sting just slaps the Giant, annoys him. Giant backs up, tries charging at Sting who moves out the way. And now he's perched across the corner. Sting, with a big elbow to Giant as he's perched across the corner, goes for a second one. But the Giant gets his boot up and pushes Sting halfway across the ring. (laughs) Look
0: at how the power of the Giant then... And he won't tag Scott all, He thinks he's in control now. I don't blame him. And of course, you've got big, sexy, giant killer there who dropped giant in his head just a few months ago. So is the jackknife still banned? I think so, but he's... But didn't Hogan say he's going to pay for the fines? Yeah, now Hogan's annoyed and he said he does want to pay for the fines and Nash says, well, I can afford them anyway. So again, what's the point of it being banned? It does get a pop though and the giant takes down a sting. sting. The sting. Oh, giant headbutt Sting in the nether
1: regions. The referee clearly doesn't see that.
0: I the referee is like half the size of the, <clears throat> the giant, so I guess maybe he's to get blocked, you know, block out the sun, I suppose. And now Scott Hall's in just slapping the back of Sting. The fan's very rowdy. You're
1: getting bowdy, bowdy. He's actually got a wolf pack on his trunks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, look, at least he's here and not drunk. Well, he's, he's been drinking. At least he's here. Yes. <laughs> nice fall away slam by Hall. Going using the ropes. And the ref didn't see it. And then he gets a two.
1: Two oh. Scott Hall has got the uh, abdominal
0: stretching. Oh, my God. and Who was how... that
1: made famous by?
0: Wilbur Schneider, but he never had the giant there be able to pull Scott Hall's arm and make it even harder. Referee's getting down and they're going to do it again. But that's something that annoys me, though, about Scott Hall not bothering to change. Do you know what I mean? Like, why not? What, why? There wasn't someone go up to him and say, look, mate, come on now. I, I hate when their team... At least Sting's made the effort. He's like, well, I'm Wolfpack now. I'm going to change my look. If he came out just as a normal Sting, you'd be like, okay. It's alright. I want more. And they're doing it again, referee sees it this time. <coughs> sting with a hip toss takedown, finally breaks the hold. But Scott all gets tagged to the giant and Sting tags in Nash. And he's going straight after the giant. The fans going crazy. Forearms, right hands. Giant staggering. Knee to the gun Giant gets out of there, tags in Hull, now we're gonna see it finally. Hull versus Nash and one big elbow drops Hull and
1: he l- he's looking punch drunk but you know that's just natural force, Scott Hall. <laughs> and now Nash has got him up maybe snake eyes. No, Hull with a backslide, throws Nash into the corner, but Nash stops it. Ducks a cosine attempt and a big boot to Hull. Is he looking to drop him? Well he used to be
0: best friends. And now it looks like it's going to be the end. Best friends, better enemies. And now it's going to be Jackknife time. I think Giant realises. Oh, some interruption. At least he's legal in the match. Double axe smash. Oh, come
1: on, ref. I do believe the ref actually looked to his left slightly when that happened.
0: After he saw it. Low blow by Sting. Then a bulldog by Sting. I mean, the, the officiating here is really just... And look at the reaction from the crowd. This is a hot angle. Fans want to see this. This is the N.W.I. Wolfpack versus Hollywood. This is what we want to see. Well, this match
1: is starting to heat up. So, in normal, in normal ways, someone's going to come down and interrupt this match. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sting gets a tag in, and he's backing up Scott Hall. Sting a splash. Hall's turned round. got goes back to Sting. Backwards sting splash. <laughs> Scott Scott Hall don't know if he's coming or going. Scorpion Deathlock. Giant tops the rope, but Nash catches him. And he cuts him off before he can get a chance
0: to break it up. And Bret Hart's in. And what is Bret Hart doing? He's pushing Sting. Sting pushes him out, and now he's taunting him. Sting's on the second rope. <laughs> Hall's got Sting outside his edge.
1: Giant and Nash are outside. One, two, three. And we've got new tag team champions, Scott Hall and the Giant,
0: thanks to a bit of help from Brett. Well, I guess Brett is now most definitely NWO, black and white, but he doesn't seem happy. But why get involved in it anyway, Brett? But I I don't mind that. What do you think, Dan? I was actually enjoying the match, but again, yeah, I
1: was actually thoroughly enjoying the match. And, you know, this... It's just more of an annoyance again, you know. It's every single match, it starts getting good and then some dickhead comes out and fucks it up.
0: Yeah, I, I, it is It is annoying, especially when it, the fans want it so much as well.
1: But doing it for a reason is okay.
0: Well, match five, Disco and Alex Vertia versus Great Muta and Tenzan. Well, Muta and Tenzan attack the Dancing Fools from behind. Right, heel kicks
1: Tenzan and now Disco is in and he stomps away. Now, there's some back and forth. Muta kicks Disco, and then after the tag, he finishes him off.
0: <laughs> well, nice to see Muta getting the win. Norton comes in and power bombs Disco just for the hell of it.
1: And match six is Tokyo Magnum versus Ultimo Dragon.
0: Well, this could be short. Dragon is tearing into him. Oh, boy, headstand kick time, and now some stiff kicks to the chest. Magnum comes back, and Frankenstein is in from the top. He hammers him and goes up top, but he leaps right into a drop kick. Well, he's grazed. Dragon crushes him with Brainbuster, brain buster and it's Dragon Sleeper time. Well it's almost a squash, but it was quite fast paced as well.
1: And match seven is Scott Norton versus Jim Powers. Hall hinted he was on roids a year ago, year or so ago. Hall hinted he was on roids a year or so ago when they took over the mic. Norton is destroying him. Norton runs into a boot and is barely bludged, nor do the lariats budge him. And it is Jim Powers. I'm excited for some reason. Powerbomb and over.
0: Yeah, well, now Hollywood is coming out with the rest of the crew. Hogan's getting his flex on in the ring. Fisher apologised that Malone could not make it. They're in Utah. And Hogan starts talking about... Guess what? Someone else. No, no, no. Being racist. Himself. How he's God, etc. He does love his NWRite, right, slow. There is nothing but love for Hall. He's a Toto Hulk. And now we've got the titles they deserved and asked for a round of applause. Hogan needs some new phrases and continues about being God. It's Chono and not Tenzan. Oops. He calls Goldberg a paper champion and now to Leno and says Eric Bischoff is funnier. God damn, Hogan is all over the place. Now Bret Hart is going to be the New Year's champ. You Carl jimp. Now Carl and, and DDP. And now he is a true champ. What well the done. fuck, Hogan? Well, James, match eight
1: and it's one of your favourites going against Eddie Guerrero, and that is Conan. Antoine Carr plays for the Jazz, comes out with Conan and stares him down. Conan does his thing, but is short and Carr tries to get the crowd ramped. But the music, but with the music playing, it's hard if he does so.
0: Well, Eddie starts strong with a clothesline. The fans chant that he sucks. Conan launches Eddie and then press slams him and Eddie wisely rolls to the floor. Carr stares him down. Eddie gets back to the ring and his monkey flip and then back suplexes him. Conan gets two. Two. And Eddie lures him into the corner where he pokes him in the eye. He works him over in the corner but the whip is reverse. Eddie is back kicked after Leapfrog and then clothesline for two. Two. Conan bulldogs in for two
1: more. Two. Here comes Charvo dressed as Conan. And he has Pepe. And mocks Conan. Conan is still killing Eddie. Gets two more after a suplex now Conan is distracted throws him from behind and suplexes him Eddie's turn to be baffled and he takes Pepe Conan takes it and smacks Eddie with it and launches him
0: over the top rope well that was a disqualification would have been nice had Eddie gotten in some offence but at least it was fast paced for what Conan can do and match 9 is Kurt Henning versus Lex Luger you know Luger's not done much of late they lock up and Lever get the advantage the second lock up Kurt is shoved down and he pops right back up Kurt knees him and now chops away in the corner. Luger reverses the whip into the corner and off the rebound, hip tosses Kurt, who promptly retreats to the floor. Luger heads over and gets his throat bounced off the top rope. Back in the ring, he kicks the ribs a couple of times and strikes with a high knee. He chokes out Luger on the ropes and Rude does so after Kurt distracts the ref. Kurt snaps the neck and gets two. Two. The fans chant something at Kurt. Not sure what. He chokes
1: Luger out on the ropes again. Kurt has him in a sleeper. Lex counters with a back suplex. Both slowly get to their feet and a drop and now an inverted one. Lex runs him over with a clothesline and now the ref is down. He motions for the rack. Rude runs in and gets in the rack. Rude runs in and he gets the rack and the fans love it. Henning nails him from behind and plexes in while the ref is slow to count.
0: Rude, hold Rude holds Luger's leg. Yeah, so Henning gets the victory after what he did to help Goldberg, but... Kind of shady shady circumstances. Do you know Luger cannot wrestle? I, uh, guess... <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess they're not done uh, with perfect after all. The end in blue is Luger is barely touched and then finished. It makes him look weak, but look at him now, you know. And match 10, Bret Hart versus DDP. Yes, uh, DDP limps out. and There is not
1: much time left, and these two deserve a lot of time. He gets in the ring, and Bret is merciless and unloads the off... Unloads on the oft gingered and he unloads on the oft. Okay. He unloads on the often injured DDP. He stomps away and does his usual offense. He hits him in the head a few times. The crowd chants DDP, but after he gets up, he's immediately dropped and now struck with a side rush and leg
0: sweep. DDP is turned over into the sharpshooter. and he's managed to get to the ropes now, and I don't think Brett can believe it. And now Brett's just stomping on him. Disappointing and tonight, Uh Yeah, Brett Thompson turns him over again. DDP is not tapped yet, but it is over. Brett is taunting the fans and finally lets go. That was an epic squash. DDP still does not get this. He was injured, but at the same time, could have gotten in one move. Does not make Brett look strong and they need to push the shit out of him, but they will not. They gurney out DDP and the rest of the NWO come down and celebrate. With Brett and Hall punches DDP and he's wheeled away. DDP is placed in an ambulance and wheeled off as Brett celebrates for the NWO. And then we're on to our last episode. We're finally on to our last episode. Finally. At 150, July 27th.
1: Yes, and um, I'm surprised WCW got pasted in the ratings like it did. I felt Nitro was not too bad last week. There was issues such as no Goldberg. And I'm not too keen on keeping Buff Hill. However, a lot was advanced last week. <clears throat> the Wolfpack is finally getting quality airtime and so is Brett. The fear is that it will be a one week. W has ADD and can't forget about things for a bit. And can forget about things for a bit. Also, the NWO had to be strong and now their feud with the Wolfpack will have more meaning. Nitro bounced up in the ratings with a 4.7 but Raw had a huge second hour to win with a 4.9.
0: Well long ass recap of last week, but Goldberg will get his first chance to speak in an interview. But before then, here
1: comes the NWI Hall and No Hogan. Hall hypes up the black and white, he makes fun of Nash and wants the Wolfpack to bring it at Road Wild. And that and that last one's <coughs> and the last one's stand in wins and he points at the giant. They have the gold and there is only one piece missing and the fans chant Goldberg. Brian Adams tell the fans to have a cup of shut the hell up. He talks about being in Japan, kicking butt and taking names. He calls Goldberg a flash in the pan and tells him to bring his best move
0: as he will be beaten. Raven is sitting in the corner of the ring whining that he's still hated and despised. He wants to know when it will be about him. Here comes Raven. No, Raven's already there. Here comes Saturn wearing a bikers shirt. Saturn gets in the ring and he is sick of hearing Raven's cry. He wants to know how tough it was to be sport-rich kid and tells him to bring it. Canyon runs in and gets destroyed by Saturn. Raven is grabbed, but Canyon runs in and flatlines Saturn and Raven leaves untouched. Canyon is now booed.
1: Well, we go on to match one and that is Barbarian versus Jim Duggan. And Duggan demolishes him. Barbarian is knocked to the floor and Jimmy Hart encourages him and he gets back into the ring only to be run over. Duggan, though, telegraphs the backdrop and it's now but bar- the Barbarian's time to unload on him. Jimmy Hart hits Duggan in the head too. I doubt that did much. Barbarian body slams him but misses the elbow drop. Jimmy grabs Duggan and Barbarian goes for the boot and, of course, Duggan ducks and down goes Hart and Barbarian is
0: rolled up and it is over. Oh, thank fuck. It was short. Hugh Morris comes down and the brawl is on. Meng gets in the ring and puts Morris in a death grip. Duggan clears the ring with a board and wants to shake Meng's hand, but instead gets a death grip.
1: Yes, the Togan death grip.
0: Uh, it's Bishop's Leno time. Liz's fake laugh is terrible. Some Monica jokes, a lot about her on her knees. Okay, those are a bit funny. Now some chin jokes, and he's claimed to be a biker, but Hogan is a real biker, and Bishop has seen him naked. What? <laughs> Leno wears... <laughs> Leno wears an extra large helmet. Fans do not like this. I do not blame them. More chin jokes. Now they create extra bladders. And you can have a beer and watch night show without getting off the couch. Bishop finally sits down and asks Liz about Randy. And always thinks about him when it comes to ragged jokes. He is actually doing headlines. The fans are turning against the chanting. The fans are turning against this chanting boring. Second time... They are in Texas, and if not careful, it will be their last. Now, he finally calls out his mentor and lover, joking on the last thing, I think, Hogan, but he has seen him naked, and he's actually getting cheered by the fans because they're glad the jokes are done. Hogan gives Liz a kiss. He wishes a happy birthday to some guy.
1: Now, they go to footage of the Tonight Show from last week. Eubanks is upset at what Eric Bischoff did last week. He and Leno play it off well. As they make fun of wrestling and Leno acts like he does not know what this means. They show clips from last week. Leno goes off on Hogan about his painted on beard and sees better wrestling on Springer, which is true. Hogan is all shiny and really old. Now back to Nitro and Hogan mentions Lawyer and Leno has stepped way over the line. He knows Leno is going to Sturgis and that he is being egged on. As a professional court courtesy, he's given Leno a chance to back off so he can live with a bit of integrity. If this does not happen, he will kick his butt on his own show. Bischoff is going to show Leno what happens to celebrities when they get in Hogan's world,
0: and that is Malone later tonight. Well, DDP is just fine. Gene calls him out. Gene calls DDP courageous the last week. He wants to know who attacked him, and it was Hollywood scum Hogan. And they actually bleep out suck. And DDP states that Hogan got him last week but did not kill him and he cannot be killed either. DDP is huffing and puffing in anger. He has one thing on his mind and that's getting rid of the self-professed almighty god of professional wrestling. And If he gets in the ring with him tonight, he will feel the bang. Dusty Rolls is still around. No.
1: Well. In the 98s.
0: Yeah, <laughs> 20 years ago, yeah.
1: He is with Hall and Norton. He is with hall and norton head to the announce table hall does not want to take too much time because there has been too much whining already seeing as nash doesn't want to face him so red rover red rover send stinger on over dusty has the mic and goes off on larry about interfering in nwo business dusty is pissed that larry colluded to get rid of him and take his place while making fun of him and butchering the english order the fans chant for Larry and Dusty has a rag and claims he is under a Texas gag order. Not sure what that means. Hall drops the rag in his lap and gives him a little push before leaving.
0: Wow. Match to Jim Ninehart versus Scott Norton. Larry is not allowed to get in the under face as he is an announcer. Match is over with the powerbomb. Jim just left after being pinned and did not sell it. He walked away. They wait for Goldberg to come out and Doug Dillinger is knocking his door and finally enters the room and it's in a shambles and there's NWO graffiti everywhere. Here comes Bret Hart. He
1: starts off by saying a little congratulations in order. The wrestling profession has become a place for pimps and dogs until now. Chalk one up for the good guys. He tells DDP to take his sorry ass excuses to remember to show up and fight or not to show up at all. He promises to give everyone a shot at And to become the greatest US champ of all time. He tells Sting that he does not need to apologise as it was a misunderstanding. He has been invited to join the NWO and out of respect for Sting he stays on the outer fringe. And they bleep out the word screw when he states that is what happened to Sting at Starcade. Last week was Sting's fault and it was his brash behaviour that cost him the title. The only thing wrong are the fans. They are scum and will lead him down the wrong paths and that he is his friend. Like
0: that all makes sense, then. That's fine, I suppose. Match three, Chris Jericho versus Dean Malenko for the Cruiserweight title. Dean struts down with a purpose. I guess, no, poipus would be a dolphin. And as he gets in the ring, he's drop-kicked right off the apron. He is flung into the barricade. He's rolled back in the ring, and Chris goes up top and jumps right into a drop-kick. They go back and forth. Dean is placed up top, and Jericho shoved off, and Dean leaps and tries for a sunset flip, but he's nearly putting a line tamer. Dean gets to the ropes, and Jericho springboard kicks him to the floor, and then strikes with a plancher. Commercial. Back from commercial.
1: Jericho chops him a couple of times. Dean ducks and spin kicks him, only to run into a boot. But Jericho grabs him. He's back superple- uh, He's back suplexed and nearly pinned. Release German. That is. Jericho is sandwiched with a lariat in the corner, but counters out of a suplex with an inverted one, and then gets a near fall after a lion salt. Malenko on top. Malenko floats over on the suplex attempt, (coughs) Malenko floats over on the suplex attempt, and then blocks another move and strikes with a butterfly powerbomb. Dean starts to turn him over into the cloverleaf and does so, but he's right by the ropes and Jericho grabs him. Dean body slams him and takes an hour to climb up top. Jericho crutches him and goes up top after him, but is DDT'd off. Dean rolls on top of him and Jericho grabs the ropes at the last second. Jericho Lauren grabs brass knuckles and the ref clearly saw them. He gets back in the ring and Malenko is right there and he stomps away. He shoves the ref away and then checks on him. Jericho goes for the big blow but misses and Jericho is dropped as he drops the knucks and knocks out Jericho. But he stupidly celebrates his in court and DQ'd.
0: Overbooked but still fun I suppose. Dean ke- takes it quite calmly and just leaves is at the door, Goldberg, we're a cop there too. He's beside himself right now, I guess, but the interview will happen soon. And match four is Kurt Henning versus Mongo McMichael. Yay. They bring back last full brawl and how Kurt is blamed for the breakup of the horseman. Mongo goes off on him, but he's guillotined off the rope and then knocked to the floor. Rude runs his head into the side of the ring, but Mongo bounces his throat off the top two. Monger gets back in the ring and power slams him. He goes over to Fru to yell at him and he gets his foot grabbed and Kurt kicks him once and finishing him off with the plex.
1: Um, so they talk about the horseman and then Kurt beats him.
0: Yeah, fuck him. Here comes Hogan with Bischoff and a disciple in tow. Bischoff assures Hogan he will fire whoever showed that Leno footage, but Hogan is not too worried about that as he switched gears. He has the war bonnet. He mocks DDP for taking on the best ass-kicking in wrestling, and he's tired of him spreading lies. Wade buries the opponent by making him like a chump. Tonight, it will be his last wrestling match, brother. I am not watching
1: the Bash at the Beach match again. WCW is desperate, showing it for free, but then again it hypes up the upcoming pay-per-view, but then the match sucked
0: hard. Yeah, it's got quite credible that pay-per-view match that they had, people pay money for it. It's just been repeated on and on again on Nitro. But here comes Goldberg. Hopefully, they do not disappoint as this is his first interview. Gene states Goldberg does not need to speak as he acts instead. Goldberg states that they were not thinking when they ransacked his locker room. He's been watching Hogan and his cronies. He's not going to stop as he's destroyed everyone in his path tonight. He's going to make an example of Brian Adams and declares that he is next. So this is the kind of angle you was looking for. Taken out there,
1: NWO Hollywood. One by one, yeah. starting at the bottom, and you can't get any lower than Brian Adams. No, you can't.
0: And it's a brilliant thing. And or I, Vincent, I suppose. I think it could work. Or oh, line them all up. You could spear them all together, can't
1: he? Yeah. But anyway, here comes Arne and Jean meets him by the entrance. Jean knows that he's, he's been injured and thinks that Arne leaned on Dean being kind of hard. Arne gave everything in becoming a horseman, and Dean made it personal. For Arne, it is personal, as his best friend is at home. Tonight, both Dean and Mongo have failed and lost people they should not have. The Horsemen have gone downhill, and Mongo should have been more motivated. <coughs> and Mongo should have been more motivated, and now Double A tells him to let it be. Up next, Scott Hall versus the Sting.
0: <laughs> in a of smoke from the pyro, Hall tosses his toothpick, and Sting, who promptly kicks his ass, and wobbly Hall is tossed to the floor. Hall gets in the ring, and Sting falls for a test of strength and gets his eyes raped. Sting ducks after the whip, and Hall catches him on a crossbody attempt, and he gets two. Two. Hall stumps away, adding insult to injury by paintbrushing him. Sting reverses the whip, and Hall waits patiently for his stinger splash. Now one to the back, and another to the front. Death drop time, and instead of pinning him, he puts him in the death lock. Bret Hart
1: comes down, and Sting drops Hall, and goes after him. Here comes Henning and Vincent, and they assault him. Now the ref calls for the bell, Luger comes out to help Sting. Nash is out too and he demolishes Vincent. Bret Hart is just sitting in the corner watching it all. Nash goes to pull, Nash goes to pull up Hall who nuts him. Now Hull stomps away on Nash. Bret picks up Sting and Sting back kicks him in the nuts. Sting goes for the death lock and Bret scrambles to safety.
0: Yeah, so we're continuing the story of Wolfpack versus the NWO. I mean, these are probably the two best wrestlers that they have, haven't they? They <laughs> really put them together with NWO versus Wolfpack. Uh, but anyway, Buff is in a wheelchair, and is pushed down the ramp, and he topples off. Scotty acts scared and tries to help him, and he end up giggling like schoolgirls. Jean calls him a con man. Buff shows off the scar, and he claims it was a planned attack. Scotty giggles about how Buff brought his mother out, and also managed to keep a straight face when Hulk pushed him out of the wheelchair. They fooled his brother. Scotty's flexing, and the blood thrown through it is white and black, and it is for life. Scotty has talked about having him beat up for years and he'll do so again at Sturgis. JJ comes down, he's livid about what Buff has done and how low he has gone. He's going to make sure Scotty's match. Well, up
1: next is match seven and it is Brian Adams versus Goldberg for the WCW title.
0: I think Goldberg's entrances are longer than his matches, but I enjoy it.
1: Well, Vincent, with a distraction, draws Goldberg over to him and Brian Adams attacks from behind. Hangs Goldberg up on the top rope. And Brian Adams might walk out of here. New champion. Shoulder block off the top. One, two. Ooh. Goldberg managing to kick out. Ah. That's the first time Goldberg's been
0: pinned. I think that's the first time we've ever heard Goldberg in a match. And now he's going to try and suplex Big Bill. Oh, gets him up and over. Oh, my God. Brian Adams beating down the Goldberg. The fans behind Bill. Looks for a second, but Goldberg with... Oh, what a spear by Goldberg. (laughs) Well, he got out of it somehow, and then he spears Brian Adams. Vincent comes in. He gets speared. Well, that's for life. And now he's going to Irish rip Brian Adams.
1: Bam, a spear.
0: And now what happens after the spear, Dan?
1: Well, James, he jacks him up, hammers him
0: down. One, two, three. My God. One, two, one, and oh, Goldberg's still your champion. Run for Adams. Now Adams should go. He shouldn't be part of the NW anymore. That should be him. Done. How press that. What are your thoughts on Goldberg? Again,
1: you know, again, with dastardly tactics against him, Goldberg can still pull through and pull out a victory. What's not to love about it?
0: Up next is Holland Hogan versus DDP, and the obvious occurs. Hogan beats on DDP from the get-go. He uses his belt to choke him out. DDP ribs are taped, and he has a brace too. DDP fires back and stomps on Hogan. He drills him with an elbow. Hogan rakes the eyes and then suplexes DDP. He punches the head over and over and then drives his knee into his back. Hogan chops away and sends him for the ride. And after a clothesline gets two. Two. Hogan discus clothesline and Hogan no-sells a clothesline to send him over the top. He falls instead and so DDP stomps on him instead.
1: Now on the floor and DDP keeps after him but Hogan rakes the eyes. The disciple helps out but DDP takes out both of them. Back in the ring DDP is sent for the ride into the corner where he is clotheslined. Hogan hits the big boot. But he delays and DDP hits the diamond cutter. But here comes Henning and friends. And now the Wolfpack and the brawl is on. Goldberg jogs down and decletes Hull, And now the Disciple. Out goes Henning and a Giant is in. And he chokeslams Goldberg. And we are out of time as the Wolfpack looks on.
0: Oh, my God. Well, nice to see DDP getting us some offence. They work for setting up an inevitable pay-per-view match. And a great match after Two. Two. Uh, so let's, after all that, what are your thoughts and what you've seen on the Monday Nitro this past couple of months, Dan? What are you, what's the good and the bad? Good, Goldberg. Um, you know, the Eddie Charvo angle, I think that's
1: quite entertaining as well. Jericho, he's very entertaining. Bad,
0: NWO Hollywood. Well, we're going to get into it in a minute because, of course, we've got our five point system. But let's look at the ratings first and. June 1st, episode 142, Nitro got blasted, it only received a 3.7, while Raw got a 4.4.
1: On June the 8th, they bought out the big guns, long promos and solid wrestling to try and counter Raw. A taped Raw and an inferior one and still lost, barely, 4.3 to a 4.2. And this has to be disappointing, but they should not panic. They have a lot of TV to fill but can certainly keep up the fast-paced angles, solid wrestling and great promos. Had there been a legit main event, this may have been five stars. Hogan had some oomph, we got Goldberg, Eddie and Jericho, Benoit and Booker had a great match, Wolfpack had some great promos and even Rodman, who fucking skipped practice for the NBA finals to be here.
0: Well, June 14th, Great American Bash, pay per view buy rate, 0.75, that was uh, 273,000 homes. And then June 15th, Nitro loses 4 point, uh, 4.1 to 4.3 to Raw.
1: June 22nd, Nitro got 4.1 and Raw wins with a 4.3.
0: So exactly the same as the previous week. And then June 29th, tonight witnessed the arrival of DDP and Karl Malone. The heavily hyped arrival along with Hogan and Rodman do not help the ratings. So they stayed at a 4.1 while Raw exploded with a 5.4. So Raw won all 11, now into July
1: yes uh july 6th um raw was a 4.0 and nitro was a 4.8
0: and we all know why that was because goldberg versus hogan for the world title so it proved people are still interested 13th of july nitro 4.5 raw 4.7 so that one out there um on the
1: 20th of july It was a 5.0 for Raw and a 4.7 for Nitro.
0: And then on the 27th of July, when we just watched, Nitro again, 4.7, Raw 4.9, so Nitro lost again. But even though it lost in the Monday Night War, the ratings, did it win overall? We're going to do the WCW now, the five-point system, which of course is roster. Setting. Promo. Matches. And of course, the overall that we have. Uh, so, let's start this off with the roster. What are your thoughts on the roster? What do you give it out of five for June and July? We're going to count the winner for the past two months now. It's going to be exciting.
1: I think the roster's looking stronger. They haven't really changed it, but they're starting to get a lot more character. You know, and the right wrestlers are coming through. Like You know, you see more of Brett wrestling. I know it's, you know, I've been complaining about him, but it's good to see him back in between the ropes again. So I'm gonna give that one a four Two and a half? Do I have that half? Yeah, I'm gonna give it a four and a half. I was very impressed with the roster and how it's
0: you know, how they've been doing it with the roster as well. So you are giving it four and a half out of five. That's cool. Yeah, I give it a four out of five. Again, Nitro is really, really strong isn't it? Uh with all the great talent that's still yet to leave. Even, you know, Giant and Nash and Hall and Macho, yeah, that's all right. But when you look at the mid-card, you look at Milinko, Mysterio, Jericho, uh, you look at Booker T, Benoit, Bret Hart, Finley, all these great... And the roster's really, really strong. It's still stronger than Raw, but they don't use the correct people. They use people like Rick Martel and Barry Darso instead of the people that you actually want to see. Uh, so I agree with that. So that was roster. So setting for me, Nitro does beat out Raw still with a setting... For these things that it's always had an upper hand to it. So I'm still going to go the same. And Atlanta Dome, I know it wasn't on paper. I know WCW blew their wad. But it's still a great spectacle. And it felt like a big event, didn't it? To be yeah. a nitro in a stadium feel. So I'm going to give it a four and a half uh, this month because of that special show.
1: I'm going to give it a four. And that is because of the dirty ring apron yeah. and the <laughs> ring mat. I just thought it looked hideous. I do like the settings and, you know, at least they put some effort into it. But the ring, mate just looked dirty. I,
0: I agree with you there. And we, we did point out, didn't we, to pay for you. Uh, for the promos, uh, WWE distinct lacking. When you start a Nitro off with a, a Sting promo with no music to it, some people are going to think that it's, <coughs> it, the program's not working correctly. So, uh, you, again, they're behind the production values of WWE, WWF always been a bit stronger. Uh, little bits and pieces have changed, and it's great to have Mean Gene and stuff, but when it comes to that kind of style, I think they're lacking. In ring, I think the Wolfpack are kind of, you know, excited a little bit, and you've got great talkers like Jericho and people like that as well. So it's still going to be a strong rating for me, because I think Nitro's done quite well these past months. Uh, I think for me, promo, I'm still going to give it a four out of five.
1: If you take away the Hogan side of promos, which are completely ridiculous... I don't think I think Nash can talk better than he can wrestle, and he can't talk that well. (coughs) Um, You know, there are some entertaining moments, the Eddie Chavo kind of side of things. You know, I know there's not so much talking going on, but it's you know it's the way they do things together, and yeah, it it is entertaining. But you know, with Chris Jericho, he's one of the greatest talkers.
0: So I'm going to give it a three and a half. Can't say fairer than that. And then than can't say and then. And then matches, talk about the actual... Now, we're not, you know, we, we're just watching... I think, let me get sentence out, well, you know, making sense. So look at matches, and I think what's important this time around is we're not comparing it to Raw, we're just judging the Nitro product on the Nitro product, product, which we do anyway. But I think looking at the back of the matches, I think when you can have a Mysterio versus Malenko match, Jericho versus Malenko, Booker versus Benoit, Booker versus Bret... Uh, we can see Benoit versus Brett. You've got Goldberg versus Hogan in the main event. Sting versus Hall and, you know, Nash involved. I Again, i really, really strong. Before I what are your thoughts on the matches that we've seen this past couple of months? The
1: matches, I think they've been a vast, vast improvement. They're starting to team the right guys together, people with a lot of chemistry. But it's the ending of the matches that really let it down for me. You know, nine times out of ten, some idiot comes in and ruins what you think could be a fucking great match. And if they had a clean ending or a couple of more clean
0: finishes, it'd be a greater product. Yeah, yeah, it it, it really would, you know. And this is uh, the shame about it. I am going to give no like, matches this month four and a half out of five. I
1: am going to give, I am going to give the matches a four and a half, but I am going to give the match endings.
0: A three and a half, so I'm going to average it to a four. That's that's, that's, that's good debating by you there, yeah. So I think that's fair enough. Like you say, it is annoying, but I think for me, I'm, I'm happy enough in, in what we've seen. I think it's been a good month, a good couple of months for Night. Troy and Loli are losing the, the, the Monday night war, so to speak. So the overall rating for the show, again. I'm not going to be too harsh. I think it's one of the, the better months that we've seen these past couple of months. It's been a, the only problem is it has been a lot to jam in. So I think if you were watching it like four weeks worth of stuff, I think that would have been cool. But I think with this, um, you kind of get more into it as well. You kind of W focus. So I'm going to give it an eight and a half out of 10 for my rating for the month.
1: I'm going to give it it's been better than an eight, but it's not quite been an eight and a half in mine, so I'm going to give it an eight and a quarter. <laughs> I think it has improved vastly, but it's still got room for improvement. I'm sorry to be awkward, but... No, that's no, right. Fair. You I do know
0: I have to work out the maths now for this. Uh, so if, like we say, there we go. So there we go both our ratings. Let me, I need some music quickly whilst I work out these scores now.
1: And Now, I know it was requested by you, James, so I'm going to have a quick blast... On your favourite ever song,
0: do do yeah, cha 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 so, yes, that was the music. Now we are got the scores. So, Nitro for you, 24 and a quarter out of 30 this month. Not a bad score at all.
1: Not bad, not bad. I
0: scored it 25 and a half. But the question is, is that enough to beat Raw? Well, you haven't got long to wait. Because our next episode is the WNR 168, which is Extreme Rules 2018. And then you lucky devils. A week later, it's the WNR 169. No jokes, please. And we are WWE. Just 169. Yes, just 169. I can't. I'm going to say the episode like that for the rest of time now, aren't I? It's WWE catch up from the Attitude Era. Yes, it's Austin versus McMahon. We are coming off King Ring 1998, literally mankind coming off the head in the cell in 1998, going back in there to see what happened in June and July and see if they are better than WSW and if they truly won the Monday Night War. That's it for today, I don't think there's anything else to say really, is there? So that is it, don't forget our next episode is WNR 168, WWE Extreme Rules 2018. But until then, don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WWE Network Review or. at Vince McDan, WWE. I am at Score Rowlands. We're all across the Google platforms, WWE Network Review on Google. Send us an email, we're podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like with WWE Network Review Podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, WWE Network Review Podcast, there. We have clips on there, podcasts at the same time we do there. So do are other places like SoundCloud on your phone. Don't forget to subscribe to our music maker, Deadly. Also, on Spooker Radio, we've got our live shows, NXT TakeOver and SummerSlam, August 18th and 19th. And, of course, iTunes, where you can download, subscribe, rate, and review there. But that is it. I have been James Rowlands, and as always, always joined Bye. Dan White. Right. Thanks for listening, And bye. Save bye. You.